0: Can you be quiet, please? Thank you.
1: Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud.
2: I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather.
3: Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No,
0: please. Everyone be
3: quiet. Was that supposed to be funny?
4: I got a little taco meat on my chest.
0: Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his
5: hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Family. Let's get
1: to pumping. Now, live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock.
6: All righty, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a hot Wednesday in Eastern North Carolina. Clip Brock here with you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR 927 FM. Dot com, having some video issues at the moment. So we will attempt to take care of those and get on Facebook Live and on YouTube. We do have some great videos up right now on YouTube that you can follow, including all of our spring football coverage. And we'll uh, have some of that in audio form for you today in the five o'clock hour as Bryce Williams will join us inside the Pirate Radio studios. We'll hear comments from Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Harrell, Also, um, Jaira Wilson, Rajay Harris following the spring game on Saturday. So a lot of that coming up in hour number three. We'll talk football and go Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams. Before that, we got a lot of guests to get to, including Garrett Short from WNCT Channel 9. He'll join us coming up here in hour number one to talk about everything going on in the world of sports. We'll catch up with Scooter Scott Rogers live at the airport as the Pirates are traveling on the road at Elon last night. Picked up a dub. We'll recap that one in a moment. And UCF coming up this weekend. We'll talk about that with Scooter later on in hour number one. Hour two, planning to hook up with the voice Jeff Charles. Get his thoughts on this early Major League Baseball season. A lot of pirate athletics to talk about with football. Of course, baseball and basketball. It was a busy news day in basketball. We'll tell you everything that went down Uh, Coming up in just a moment, Jeff Charles joins us in hour two, as will Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector, as uh, he's actually covering some community college baseball today with East Carolina being on the road. So we got all those guests on tap. We got Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt right here to my left. It is hornets play in tournament night chandler
7: hornets hornets hornets
6: fired up ready to go enjoyed watching some basketball last night and we'll uh we'll talk about that too let's start with basketball it was a busy news day we had one player from last year from pirate hoops enter the transfer portal today we had a player from last year that had already entered the portal find a new landing spot and we have a new pirate to talk about as uh, Mike Schwartz continues to bring in new players for this 2022-2023 East Carolina basketball team, let's start with uh, the player that found a new home. Tristan Newton transferred out from East Carolina, and it was just yesterday. And I don't know if I go said it on the air or off the air, but he told me it was looking like Texas A&M, which is a natural fit there with Steve Rockaford being there uh Yukon could potentially be a landing spot for Tristan Newton or Oregon and I felt like Oregon is the most out of sight out of mind Oregon and East Carolina never meet in anything Pac-12 uh that would would have been my preferred landing spot for Tristan Newton uh with Texas A&M being second Yukon being third well guess what he is joining Danny Hurley and the Yukon Huskies and interesting fit was talking to some people about this and chandler uconn you think toughness physical physical they compete compete and they're they're a good bunch That's a really good bunch tristan newton a little more finesse i guess when you think about him i don't know how the fit's going to be but one thing they are they're tall long athletic and newton fits that bill so uconn a team that had a good uh, season in the big east but flamed out early in the ncaa tournament They'll get uh, Tristan Newton, and I mean, I love Big East basketball. I really enjoyed watching it this year. And you know, Nova and, and Creighton had a nice run in the NCAA tournament. And you've got your traditional teams there: Patrick Ewing and Georgetown going winless, I think, in the uh, Big East, and or might have won one or two games, and then won a Big East tournament game. So I'll uh, I'll be interested to see how Tristan Newton fits in there in the Big East. The other news today: a player that. I did want to see return. We saw flashes from him, but uh, Alonzo Frank is entering the transfer portal. And that means, uh, I tweeted this out earlier today, your top six scorers from last year are no longer on this ECU basketball team. And you're dipping down to Frank. He averaged 5.7 points per game. Not a lot at all, but he was your you know sixth leading scorer last year. So Alonzo Frank Chandler, we saw him play good at times. We saw him... Seem to get tired at times and, uh, and and maybe not be able to go late in the game, but uh, could have used his services next year. We will not have his services next year as he has entered the transfer portal. Yeah,
7: second year in a row that he is on the move. He was at South Carolina a couple of years ago, obviously coming to East Carolina last year, and now it looks like he's going to go elsewhere uh again this year and you know he was a good i felt like he was a good presence inside defensively as well he was a physical physical defender for the pirates and there was a lot of times where he would get down low offensively and i remember telling you in section 213 i wish he would just go ahead and put that ball up yeah because he would go in there with aggression and uh i really liked frank i'm like you i really thought uh, he was going to come back and be that be that veteran uh for this for this program going forward uh being familiar with East Carolina only after one year with the program, but uh, uh, he, he is going elsewhere, and that is not the first and might not be the last pirate we see enter the portal.
6: We shall see. Uh, yesterday, Stephen Igo saying that looked like Luigi Debo was planning to return. And as of right now, Brandon Johnson, RJ Felton, Javon Small, uh, those guys have similar plans to return, but this is very fluid. We shall see. And who knows if this is um, the players' individual decisions or this is a Mike Houston, or excuse me, Mike Schwartz, uh, giving a recommendation to maybe go find another home. Could be either one. We don't know. Uh, But how about who's coming in? A 6'8 forward, Elijah Jones, has committed to East Carolina. So that now makes four newcomers in five days to this basketball team. You've got one through the transfer portal one from juco and now two from the high school ranks joining mike schwartz's team
7: uh yeah and this guy is from mount zion prep so uh yeah this guy we were looking you know the the first few guys that we have added since schwartz has taken over where's the size and this guy is a big dude six eight i think it said 225 pounds uh, so there's your link there, and hopefully we can get some more, whether that's the transfer portal or get some commitments out of high school. But Mike Schwartz is a busy dude right now. This is, what, four additions in five days? Uh, so Schwartz is getting it done on the recruiting trail.
6: Football is king. Baseball is going on as we speak. But college basketball with the portal and everything is year-round now. So we're going to have tons of news this offseason as we try to piece together a roster for this East Carolina basketball team. Uh, for the season coming up later on this fall slash winter all right so there's the uh the basketball news of the day baseball news how about a road win for the east carolina pirates picking up a w against elon on tuesday night and josh moylan he's been maligned he has not been the moylan we've been used to seeing uh he got it done last night four hits for the pirate first baseman and that's coming off a a bit of a hand deal uh scooter we'll ask him about it coming up when he joins us uh, later on in the show but we did not see him on saturday or sunday in the games uh against wichita state but good to see him back in the lineup last night chandler and when you get him going and you know he's been kind of moved down the, the lineup a little bit if you can get that production from a Josh Moylan hitting 6th 7th in the lineup that is huge uh, for this East Carolina team no,
7: no doubt about it we know that this guy can hit we saw it last year you know Moreland was just outstanding last year uh in that uh super regional run and uh, like you said off to a slump this year but now he's starting to pick things up we there was one time where we thought he was picking it up then got hurt uh and now hopefully this is the start of a uh good stretch for josh moreland showing off the speed yesterday hit it off the wall and gets a triple in one of those hits that he had. So if Morlin can get hot, I feel like that's going to be contagious to these other hitters in the Pirate lineup, uh, and that that would be huge going forward as we get into the heart of conference play.
6: Speaking of getting hot, we, uh, we're watching the Dodgers right now, back-to-back home runs from Bellinger and Lux, and they are up 5-0 over the Twins. The important thing going on in this game is Clayton Kershaw has a no a no hitter does he have a perfect game let me uh
7: i think he might be perfect
6: let me see if he's given up any walks here so far uh but we're keeping an eye on that we'll give you your buck uh, scoreboard coming up uh no hits no 13 errors
7: strikeouts right now for kershaw there was one point got a text that he had 12ks on only 69
6: pitches nice nice And we have video as well. Well done, folks. Good job by C.J. Schaefer and big dog Glenn Griffin getting us up on Facebook Live, on YouTube. You can chime in there with your questions, comments, concerns, and uh, be a part of today's show. So thank you for uh, getting that up for us. All right. Oh, my goodness. Is that another one? Another one. Back-to-back-to-back home runs for the Dodgers as they are pouring it on in what looks like a miserable day. In Minnesota as they're playing outdoors at Target Field.
7: That should help out Kershaw with confidence going back onto the mound.
6: So he's got now a 6-0 lead and a perfect game going through uh, seven innings. All right, uh, one more note. How about baseball last night? Zach Agnos tipped us off to this on Monday that Tennessee was going to be playing a wood bat game against Mm -hmm. Tennessee Tech. And how about the Volunteers had one loss all season, had ran through the SEC – they lose last night to Tennessee Tech in that wood bat game and for the first time since April of 1993 North Carolina A&T beat the North Carolina Tar Heels so a little midweek madness here uh, in college baseball and you you just never know these midweek games and when you lose them I hear phrases like well they're They're glorified scrimmages. Nobody cares about midweek baseball. Oh, but when you win them. (laughs) But they're out there playing. They're out there trying to win. So I love to see some upsets. And we saw a couple of big ones last night.
7: You're talking about upsets during midweek games. Uh, Earlier this year, right before the Pirates played College of Charleston, College of Charleston defeated the number 3-ranked Texas at home. So that just kind of adds to that list there.
6: It'll be the Pirates and the Knights coming up this weekend, Game 1, Friday at six o'clock game two or excuse me game one friday uh, (laughs) game one thursday Mm -hmm. at six o'clock game two friday at six game three saturday at one with the easter holiday going on
7: can't wait when we talk to scooter can't wait to to talk about the uh traveling situation too because it's weird you you were in elon yesterday and now you're heading to orlando today
6: very short uh time for the pirates to Get over to last night, of course. Uh, celebrate the win, and then move on to Thursday, where they will take on at UCF. Uh, football news and notes. How about we got a lot of football coming your way in hour three with Bryce Williams, and we will have a one-on-one with Donnie Kirkpatrick coming up Thursday, well, right here on Pirate Radio Live. Coach, you're probably feeling pretty good about the spring, right? Yeah,
7: pretty pretty good. Uh, state was good. Uh, it was it was. Uh, but I can't wait to talk to you about it coming up tomorrow on Pirate Radio.
6: Okay, thank you. <laughs> You are getting a little deep with it. Now I hear what Glenn say. It was a little, a little mincy,
7: a little deep. What's up, fellas? A little deep. Do I need to go a little higher like this? How's that? Yeah, well. that's, that's a little bit. Well, 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 well.
6: Uh, we will talk to Donnie K. coming up Thursday right here on Pirate Radio Live. Also talk some hoops with Akeem at Richmond. Uh, he put a little antidote up on Twitter earlier today about Patrick Beverly, who is looked at as a um, an instigator, an agitator. Uh, complete lunatic at times. And Akeem was talking about how cool Patrick Beverly was to him when Akeem was working out with the Houston Rockets. So I thought, let's get Akeem on and, uh, and talk some NBA playoffs, talk some Pat Bev, and we'll do that. Uh, CJ, at some point, and when we have time, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, do you have your NBA awards ready?
8: They are already.
6: Okay, yes. good. We'll, we'll. I have not forgotten about that. We will get to that at some point. I was a little lukewarm on last night's games until I think it was you who told me that Pat Bev would be playing his former team last night. And it turns out that was the storyline because after the Timberwolves, in a rocking target center, defeated the Clippers, Patrick Beverly acted like he just won a championship. And you know what? Good for him. The Timberwolves have been a pretty miserable franchise since Kevin Garnett left and went to Boston and won a championship. And that place was on fire last night. Uh, Great fourth quarter. Huge run by the young T-Wolves without Carl Anthony Towns. It was Anthony Edwards. It was the resurgence of D'Angelo Russell, who I honestly have not heard from in a while.
8: Not the names that you... Well, kind of the names that you expected to take the spotlight, if not for Carl Anthony Towns. But the... One of the takeaways I had from last night is there's a lot of people, like casual NBA fans, not in a disrespectful way, but there's just a lot of fans who watch when the playoffs come around. Yeah. And that's fine. But there's a lot of people who watched their first Timberwolves game last night of the season. Me. And they didn't come <laughs> away with a lot of great thoughts about Carl Anthony Towns. And.
6: Well, that makes sense. Right. He stunk last night.
8: Right. No, you're 100% right. The problem is, I mean, he's had such a great regular season, but when it comes down to it, you need to perform in the playoffs, and he didn't.
6: I didn't recall the T-Wolves making it with Butler uh, a few years ago, and apparently Towns had a miserable series then as well. Correct. So it's a very small sample size, but he's starting to get that stigma of disappearing when the bright lights come on. Well,
8: Jimmy Butler blamed Karl-Anthony Towns for leaving. There's the story, I'm sure you guys remember it when I bring it up at least. Uh, Jimmy Butler was in practice, and he was so mad with the team that he took the third team, like the last guys off the bench and played the rest of the starters and ran them off the court and (laughs) then he walked out.
0: Yeah.
6: By the way, Jimmy Butler's still old uh, up to his old antics. Remember earlier this year he told Haslam? Haslam and his head coach Spolstra reportedly that y'all only won because you had d wade or something like that what yeah. was that? <laughs> i mean this guy and um, this guy
7: hates his teammates did you see the video of udonis haslam looking like he wanted to kill jimmy butler
6: <laughs> yeah so well, I, I, he's got that old man strength i'd be careful mm. um but anyway enjoyed that last night uh that was fun to watch and then brooklyn took care i didn't watch any of the brooklyn game i followed the score they were up pretty big and then let that lead slip late i guess to cleveland but took care of business so brooklyn moves on to face your celtics correct great first round matchup and then cleveland awaits the winner of tonight's hawks hornets game chandler how are we feeling
7: i'm not gonna lie i would be lying if i said i was not nervous as we approach tip off i'm feeling uh, better than you are and that's shocking because yeah. earlier this week you, i was you down you were down in the dumps yeah after the Hornets come off a big win, closed out the regular season strong. A big we, win
6: over the Wizards. It's not a big win.
7: It's a big win. It's always a big win in the regular season on a winning streak. The
6: game didn't matter. See now I'm negative
7: again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but anyway, we we the teams that we needed to win did not win, didn't help us out at all.
6: They did win. Did they? The team. Oh, okay. You're talking about the team. There was a scenario. I understand.
7: Um, there was a scenario that we needed to happen <laughs> to get a, uh, into a better position. That did not happen. Uh, but now I am more, I wouldn't say I'm negative. I just, I'm nervous. I go back to last year when we go on the road to Indiana. I was feeling really good. I was just excited to be in what I guess a playing tournament game, uh, some sort of postseason game. And the Hornets were just absolutely embarrassed uh in indiana and i just hope that doesn't happen tonight because you had trey young last year in the playoffs who just went absolutely unconscious uh as clayton kershaw is not no longer on the mound for no that
6: stinks. so they are going for a combined perfect game right now we'll see if that happens as clayton kershaw did not come out in the eighth but like
7: as i was saying i just hope that doesn't happen tonight because trey young uh, went absolutely unconscious last year in the playoffs. Uh, it is at home, uh, and that Atlanta crowd can get rowdy. But uh, you like, like you said, they have that one good player, but the Hornets have two upcoming players in Bridges and Lamelo Ball. So hopefully, um, the Hornets get it done tonight. They need to get it done defensively, which has been a struggle this year. Yep. Um, oh, sorry. Go I, ahead. No, I'm done. You can okay. go
8: ahead. I heard. Earlier today, from that there's, <laughs> Source? there's rumors. Uh, from who? I'm are you saying. are you actually asking? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a NBA Twitter account called okay. NBA Central. All right. They get a lot of scoops. I don't Sounds know how, legit. but they have them. Um, there's rumors going around from GMs that Miles Bridges is going to be warranting a five-year, $173 million max contract this upcoming offseason. Um, I don't know what you guys' thoughts are, but I think the Hornets should pay him that.
6: I would like him to stay. Absolutely. Yeah.
7: And a more negative uh, rumor coming out today. cannot tell you the source because I cannot remember, but apparently Mitch Kupchak uh, could be potentially leaving the Hornets as their general manager. Um, So that's just a, a weird story developing as we enter the play-in tournament tonight starting at seven o'clock in atlanta
6: miles bridges has certainly earned that and i am big on keeping the guys you draft that you bring up and would love to see him continue in charlotte i did not think he would become this good all-around player that he has i thought he was a dunker and that's about it but he's added a a three-point shot he gets to the basket and uh, i don't know what their contract situation is but if you're asking me, would you rather... Because they're not bringing in any big free agents anyway. Right. So keep your own guys. Build it that way.
8: That's the thing is, when you're a small market team, I mean, whether you think Miles Bridges deserves this money or if it would be an overpay, the Hornets have no choice. This is what they had to do to get Rozier. This is what they had to do to get Hayward. And if you don't want Miles Bridges to walk, you have to overpay. And that's the sad fact of being a small market team is you don't have the luxury of kind of undercutting somebody a little bit on money like a chicago or a boston or la or miami you have to pay them more than what they may be worth if you want to keep them
6: yeah nah i'm with you i would uh, i would like to see him remain all right let's uh get a break in we are up on facebook live uh youtube if you'd like to chime in craig uh craig says could you imagine having old man
7: strength and city speed unstoppable
6: hmm like Barry Sanders, Dion Sanders, Colonel Sanders. Uh, Susan says, hashtag fire Rule. Steve says, if Clips team wins tonight at trivia, I'm calling shenanigans. I would too, because right now I don't have a team. I might be playing solo. I don't know what I'm gonna do tonight. Join
7: one hundred percent.
6: I thought I might like bounce around different teams for each question. There you go. Kind of like Will Ferrell did that one day with the baseball teams. I or I could be at my own table and teams if could I could be like a phone a friend for teams. That'd be kind of interesting. Unique. That hasn't happened yet. And you only get one? Like one or one, two one per round around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
8: I'd like that.
6: You know what? If I don't have anybody show up, I might just do that tonight. That would be fun. CJ Schaefer will be guest hosting 8 o'clock sports trivia at AJ McMurphy's. Come on out. Have a good time. We'll be watching the Hornets and the Hawks, MLB, NHL. It'll all be on the TVs there. So looking forward to a big uh, night tonight at AJ's. Take a time out. Come back when we return. Garrett Short, WNCT Channel 9 will join us. Talk about everything going on in the world of sports after this.
0: Competitive
1: You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitiesportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia, with our very own Clip Brock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All
6: righty. Coming up later on this hour, we'll check in with Scooter live at the airport. Scott Rogers to join us to talk some Pirate baseball. We've got Jeff Charles coming up, the voice at 4 o'clock. Patrick Mason to talk some baseball in hour number two we'll talk football in hour three with former pirate tight end bryce williams also have some interviews from saturday that we have not yet played here on the show we got the videos for you available anytime you want to watch on our social media accounts but we'll hear from donnie kirkpatrick blake harrell also Jairo wilson rajay harris from out at spring ball so all that coming up later on in today's show we'll talk Some sports now with Garrett Short, WNCT Channel 9. He joins us here on the program. Garrett, good to see you again. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? Fantastic. Thanks for your time. And uh, you put up a tweet last night that uh, I really enjoyed. And now I'm seeing you put up one that is right in my wheelhouse, and that's minor league hats. So you made the... uh, Believe it or
9: not, I actually thought of you when I was looking (laughs) at that hat.
6: Well, I do have the... The Mexican Heritage hat? I have that one, which is one one of my favorites. favorites. Uh, But you were at uh, Historic Granger Stadium last night?
9: Yeah, yeah. Wood Ducks opened up the season, and uh, one of my coworkers was doing a story on just all of the different stuff they have. And that's one of the best parts of minor league baseball is the fact that, yeah, the rosters change all the time, but the awesome stuff stays the same. The jerseys, the hats, you know, all of the weird promotional nights and stuff is... All of a sudden, an avocado luchadore hat, and I was like, "Man, Clip would love this."
6: <laughs> I got so I like this orange one too, but they have one that I believe is black, and it has an orange duck. It's like the Halloween theme. Yeah, I don't know if that's in the store or not. That's the next one I want to get. But um, fun time and, and all the stuff you get to do uh, with your job. You know, where does minor league baseball fit in? It's kind of a different deal. So, how much did you in, uh, enjoy that?
9: I came in on the back at, uh, back end of last season. Um, so they were very 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 good and also it helps when you're playing for something and you know they were in the hunt for a championship they ended up losing to Charleston in a five game series Um, but it was great you know there's is there really a, a better way to spend an afternoon or an evening than at a ballpark when it's in the 80s. Now, if it gets too hot, sometimes <laughs> things can get a little stuffy, but um, there's some really good talent. And, you know, I am admittedly a White Sox fan. They played the Canapolis Cannonballers okay. last night, who is the White Sox affiliate. I got to see their, I believe, first round draft pick. Um, he played shortstop. So it was kind of cool. You know, you're seeing a lot of guys that are going to probably end up in the majors one day. So, yeah, it was really good to be out there for their home opener last night and always good baseball, too.
6: We'll be uh, giving away Woody's tickets here on Pirate Radio Live throughout the week. Made a winner uh, just yesterday. Also, Shirley Rhodes does a great job of keeping up with our Pirates uh, in the pros and going through minor league baseball. And Alec Burleson, I believe, was playing in Charlotte last night. I saw one Pirate fan had a picture of him in left field as Burley uh, was playing in the state of North Carolina. Went 1-5, 4-5 uh, last night with an RBI. Uh, Mike Wright pitching in the Dodgers organization, allowing two runs on four hits, struck out three last night. Brian Packard had a hit. Uh, Connor Norby, two hits. So uh, we got a ton of Pirates right now playing minor league baseball and uh, trying to keep up with those guys as well, Garrett. so
9: Yeah, there's a, a lot of talent and stuff that was here before me. Um, but one of the things you learn, especially about Pirate baseball, is those arms and branches stretch much further than you might think because, I mean, especially, the pitching the last few years has just been phenomenal. And obviously, Burleson has been everywhere on social media. Supposedly. Yeah,
6: he has been uh, hitting the baseball. So uh, we'll, I guess we'll start with ECU baseball. Garrett, uh, you're out there seeing this team, and it's just not its not the team that's going to win 40, 45 games this year, but I think they will be a team that scraps together series wins. We've already seen that at Cincinnati, at home against Wichita State. What's your take on uh, the team you've seen so far?
9: <laughs> they have been consistently inconsistent with a lot of things. Now, one thing I love about the way Cliff Godwin coaches baseball is this is the best small ball baseball team, not only that I've seen this season, but Uh, Maybe in my life, it's amazing from top to bottom. They lay down bunts. You know they don't steal a lot for the sake of them having some speed, but they get guys around when they get on. But when those bats go cold, I mean we've seen it a few times. Look at just against Cameron Bry the other uh, Cameron By the other day against Wichita State, he went I think carried a no hitter into the sixth. I want to say so if they can start. Finding that lineup and the guys that can, you know, Josh Moylan four for four yesterday. Right. If they have, if they don't have the holes as they've had recently in their lineup, where you go over, this is a team that won't go two for three on the weekend. They'll be able to get the sweep, and that's what separates them between. A Deep postseason run.
6: And Garrett, uh, we'll talk to Patrick Mason uh, later on. He's covering a uh, Pitt Community College baseball game today. You got the Pirates, you've got all these great high school teams, the Woodies, and uh, you're probably finding out that Eastern North Carolina loves its baseball. And yeah. like no matter the level, there's good baseball to find uh, no matter where you look.
9: Yeah, we were just talking uh, during the break, just talking about high school level baseball. I haven't gotten to see a ton of it, but you know, especially in the Greenville area. You're looking at a lot of teams that are ranked. Um, J.H. Rose coming off a, a state championship. D.H. Conley, uh, a very solid team. I understand they haven't. Uh, Carolina commit?
6: Mm-hmm. Carolina and East Carolina yeah, and with uh, Dixon Williams, yeah.
9: So a, a lot of good talent. So it's just one of those things that, you know, coming from the Midwest, you can't play baseball year round. And down here, <laughs> you, you kind of can. So I guess it makes sense. But yeah, I mean, if you're a baseball fan, this is definitely a good place to be.
6: That's right. We talked to you before. You, uh, a hockey guy, you like your hockey um, or.
9: I just It's funny. The Twins game is on right now. Um, I just came from Minnesota. I didn't generally grow up a hockey fan, despite the fact that the Blackhawks have pretty much been good my entire life, or at (laughs) least my adult life. Um, But I will say it is a very entertaining sport, especially when there are a lot of goals. But when there's not, it's... A little, and Not that it's slow, I just need a little bit more actual scoring.
6: i tell you what is fun, and that's uh, redneck postseason hockey with the Carolina Hurricanes. So <laughs> hopefully, uh, maybe you can get some credentials to go check that out because uh, I was lucky enough to go to one playoff game uh, a few years ago against Ovechkin and the Caps, and it might have been the best environment I've ever been in. So I'm, I'm excited for another year of Canes playoffs coming up.
9: And that's what helps with indoor sports is the fact that that sound tends to I guess, kind of reverberate and stuff, and I feel like the energy spreads a little bit more quickly, but I didn't realize that the Carolina Hurricanes had such a diehard fan base before I moved here because it's a warm weather area, yeah. And but I think since Raleigh doesn't have really other professional sports, they kind of tend to gravitate towards the Canes, and obviously this year there's a lot to gravitate towards.
6: Yeah, and it's kind of unique. It almost feels like their their home team it's like a local team like a, it's it doesn't feel like a big pro sport almost it feels like those players are our guys they're our neighbors i don't know it's got that old hometown feel to it so i
9: i agree it's maybe because it's not a huge city and also they're a bunch of scrappers yeah. it's not like i'm not saying ovechkin is above everyone else but it's not like you have the guys that are other world superstars that you feel like they are more of a video game than a person but And The Canes are a pretty everyday man's team. They're good from top to bottom.
6: Garrett Short joining us. The other tweet I saw last night that I enjoyed was, uh, both Los Angeles teams (laughs) missed the playoffs, (laughs) and it makes me so happy. And it got me thinking, like, are we, and we can go individually, but are you a bigger New York sports hater Um, or L.A. sports hater?
9: Because
6: I was thinking about it. Like, my power rankings, I guess – boy Dodgers Yankees is pretty even hate I guess I hate the Dodgers more because I'm a Braves fan and they're in the NL but I don't like the Giants I don't care about the Jets I didn't mind the Rams winning the Super Bowl honestly so I don't know I'm kind of I don't know who I hate more I hate the Lakers I guess Dodgers Lakers combo would put LA over the top than, than New York for me
9: I would say that I, out of all of those teams, I hate the Yankees the most. However, I respect them, if that makes sense, more than the Dodgers. Because at least, I feel like Dodgers fans are just, hey, let's go out, stay for a few innings at the game. It's a social event. And you talk to Yankees fans, they'll fight you. You know, They have a passionate fan base. Okay. Yes, I think it's kind of a, a BS fan base of, oh yeah, I'm from Oregon. I'm a huge Yankees fan. Like, oh, come on, don't be that guy. But... Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of the Yankees. The whole buying your way to a championship thing, I understand, and most of it is just jealousy because my White Sox don't always spend a lot of money, Um, but I think that they kind of have an unfair edge. You know, if you're looking at professional sports, no matter what sport it is, it seems especially in the last five, ten years, people just automatically pull the parachute on a team and go to one of those two cities. You're yeah. looking at the Brooklyn Nets. It went from maybe one of the worst trades in NBA history with the whole Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce thing. That was a debacle. And then all of a sudden they're back because they're in New York. And the Dodgers just get to throw money at any single prospect they want. Or Freddie Freeman in here. Come on, take our money and we're going to win a championship because we can.
6: Yeah. How about you, Chandler? New York, L.A. Who do you hate?
7: I'll probably go L.A., no doubt about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm, not, I'm not a LeBron guy, so I, I was very glad to see him.
6: LeBron continues. I, I mean, I hate to keep piling, but he had the laughing... What was his oh, laughing emoji tweet last night about?
9: Making is, fun of Pat Beverly? I guess. Yeah, I mean...
6: I don't know, man. He, I just
9: spent two years in Minnesota. You would not believe how miserable most of their sports teams are. They That was a huge weight off of their shoulders. Sure, I'm giving them a <laughs> pat.
6: Not even a pass. I appreciate the... Uh, Excitement that they had last Did night. Did you
9: see JJ Redick's tweet? You know, I know what some people are not huge fans of him, depending on what college you cheer for. But he was like, you know, if we're going to celebrate all of these colleges winning in a, like a one and done scenario, they win one big game and then lose, or whatever it is. You know, we, qu- yeah, this if they're pros; they should be able to. I guess accept and celebrate yeah. that they won. I think it was big cat, big cat from Barstool that yeah. he quote
7: tweeted. Yeah. yeah, I did see that tweet. Yeah, so good point yeah. by JJ
6: Reddick Uh yeah, I'm I'm a fan. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a game. People love that. Uh, oh, that's talking about something else. Uh, so
7: you're on Josh Reddick
6: <laughs> <laughs> like That was a Chandler move. I, I, you know what? I'm not even. That was a me move. I did that josh reddick i'm gonna see what he's talking about today <laughs> what's going on with josh i don't care man that one hurt that one hurt the does anyone song. really care no sorry jeff all right moving along hornets tonight against the uh hawks chandler and i hoping for a hornets win and you know what uh we'll be celebrating tonight and we're, we wouldn't even be in the playoffs we'd have to win again on friday yeah. against cleveland but for for teams and i tell you what it got me excited about the potential of a Hornets home game in the playoffs because that Minnesota crowd, they were thirsty for it. I think the New Orleans crowd and it's probably taken a while for people to buy in down there to Pelicans hoops, but that should be a a madhouse tonight with them hosting a game. So it's fun when these teams that aren't used to winning get games like this.
9: And as a a fan, obviously there's always going to be that diehard group um, but I think when you get a, a playoff scenario as an organization, you just have to hope and pray that the fans actually come out. Because yeah. if they don't, that's going to be a pretty bad luck. And Minnesota crowd was fantastic last night.
6: <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, they're excited to get into the postseason and take on the Memphis Grizzlies, which that's a good series, right, CJ? Is it one that Minnesota can win some games in?
8: Do you or do you not want to see Patrick Beverly giving John Morant the business for seven games? <laughs> well, because I do. who's giving who the business? Well... The business in the sense of John Morant <laughs> might fight him by the end of game four. I am it till game four. <laughs> that's a fair <laughs> point. Best? the fourth minute of game one.
6: <laughs> and I also feel like I kind of go back and forth on Beverly depending on who he's playing for. As an underdog, I love him, but I guess if he's with a team that's supposed to win, he's uh he's super annoying. He
9: is a cornerback playing in the NBA because he just always always in your face, <laughs> clapping, yapping. trying to. He's a Chihuahua yapping at you all the time.
6: Man. <laughs> Uh, but fun to watch and you're right that uh, Ja Moran I mean Ja's gonna dunk on him drive by him Beverly's gonna get a steal or two it should be a lot of fun so I'm all for it uh, and you know what I, I didn't mind the jokes on them last night either the uh, inside the NBA TNT crew playing We Are the Champions um, while they're celebrating at the end of the game, I thought that was funny too. So. He, pull,
7: he pulls out a Bud Light, uh, yeah, during the press conference. So that was funny.
9: Did you see? Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. Did you see what Shaq said if the Hornets win? Yeah, he would stick his hand in a Hornets nest. I don't know about you guys. No. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, Shaq me. would Shaq even feel that with his giant hand? Yeah, I don't know. It might be hornet proof.
7: Well, that tells you his confidence level for the bugs
6: tonight. Yeah, knock. I don't. I don't think it's that much of a no chance scenario for charlotte i don't know eight and a half
7: dogs they're not against the hawks
6: no it's like no 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 that was the parlay it's like five five and a half oh yeah
9: i as long as they keep trey young under like 32 i think they'll sh- they should be very 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 close but mm-hmm. if he goes for one of his 40 point games where he is unconscious from you know the parking lot then it's tough to win.
6: Well, Garrett, you uh, you're going from a weekend of spring ball, ECU baseball, pirate softball—like everything was happening. Masters. Yeah. How about this weekend? Like, what are you doing?
9: Not as much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just the nature of the beast, though. Yeah,
6: you gotta you gotta find something. So, uh, no pirate home baseball. You'll have, I would say, a weekend free, but you still gotta find something. Yeah, to... there,
9: there's always something to do. You yeah. know, uh, some weekends you're running around. I never watch golf. Me neither. Italy, I'm with not you. a big golfer. But I actually did watch golf when I could this past weekend just because of Varner, and I think that's kind of something that people in this area bought in. I'm sure there's a lot of big golf fans, but when you kind of have a horse in the race, there's a reason to tune in, and that's something I never had before. It was the
6: Varner effect for me. I was logged in all day Thursday, Friday, and then had to you know, work some ECU baseball Saturday. And really, once Scheffler took that gigantic lead, it kind of took me out of it.
9: Yeah, like, um, I think – Saturday was that day of, okay, let's, let's turn this off because, A, you know, Varner started sliding, and then also Scheffler just kind of pulled ahead easily. What, did he have a four-putt or something to win it? Right, I, there's, yeah. a, there's a chance with that type of lead... I'm a bad golfer, a bad golfer, <laughs> but there's a chance I might have been able to play that last hole for him.
6: Yeah, I would almost be too nervous that I was getting too defensive, like playing the pre-vent yeah. in football, like an eight-putt, that thing. But uh, he wins it, and uh, we move along to the next major PGA Championship next month, I believe. Uh, Garrett, good stuff, man. Anything else we need to know about? When we, can we see you on uh, television?
9: Uh, should just be this weekend. Um, right. Like you said, there won't be as much going on, but you know, between baseball season and Softball and track and field and everything else I'm always out and about.
6: All right. So uh you'll see him at a uh, a sporting event near you or on television.
9: Speaking of, I gotta head to the Pitt Pit County baseball day uh, Oh, are you heading game. out there?
6: Yeah, okay, team. good deal. Well uh you can see him in Winterville coming up. <laughs> All right, Garrett, thanks for hanging out, man. Garrett Short uh joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a out when we return. Scott Rogers joins us live from the airport. We'll talk about ESU's win over Elon and get you set for East Carolina and UCF. When we return on Pirate Radio Live, back with you after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitiesportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Hey, uh, tax season is one of the most stressful times of the year for a lot of folks, and that's why Kona, of Greenville, and Pirate Radio have teamed up to invite you to join us for a little tropical escape to celebrate the end of tax season, Coming up on Monday, April 18th. Stop by the UBE parking lot on Evans Street right next to Pirate Radio from 4 until 6 p.m. for a free cup of nutritious, delicious shaved ice from Kona Ice. Free Kona Ice for everyone coming up on Monday from 4 until 6 p.m. Why? Well, to ensure there's no taxation without relaxation. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock.
6: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a wednesday our bud light ec report brought to you by bud light grab a few this weekend and uh watch the pirates take on ucf on the road we will talk some pirate baseball now with scott rogers he's the voice of ecu baseball joining us here today on pirate radio live scooter appreciate your time how you doing man
3: doing good cliff how about you
6: doing good always great to come off of a win and the pirates have now won uh, three out of four and, uh, and playing pretty good, Scooter, as they get ready to head to Orlando, as you get ready to head to Orlando. So, so where are you uh, joining us from right now as we uh, record this conversation?
3: I'm uh, joining you from the Fitness Connection parking lot up in Raleigh. The team is getting their lift in for today, and we will hop on a Delta flight in about three hours to head to Orlando
6: all right good deal and uh you don't want to shame the guys by throwing up more weight than they could right that's why you're staying outside
3: yeah we'll go with that
6: (laughs) that's my kind of workout right there outside of the gym uh so yeah busy time you guys are not uh, coming back to greenville it's uh they're going from uh, west of here to way south of here to Orlando, Florida, East Carolina, and UCF this weekend. Let's talk about last night, Scooter, and the Pirates uh, getting a win over Elon. And uh, good to see the bats get going last night. We'll talk about that first. And Josh Moylan, uh, Scooter, I didn't see him on Saturday and Sunday when I was out at Clark LeClaire Stadium. and uh, But he got going last night with four hits for the Pirates. That was good to see yeah well
3: josh had a little bit of a hand injury those saturday and sunday against wichita state but he was fine last night and that showed at the plate with his full full performance but good for josh just with his recent struggles especially his slow start to the year to get out there and give him a game like that just to build some momentum at the plate not only just him, but the whole east carolina offense too because that offense has really been hitting the ball the past few games and good to see that carry over in the last fight and hopefully
6: again this weekend against UCF. And on Moylan, it sure seems like when we hear from him after games that he has, has kept a positive attitude throughout this. And, and Scooter, you can see more than I or uh, or the common fan can see when you go on the road with this team or when you talk to him behind the scenes. But uh, despite his 2022 struggles, he, he seems like he's... Uh, he stayed pretty upbeat about it and, and thinks that this thing is going to turn around for him, and, and it sure did last night, as we saw.
3: He has. He's a very loose guy. You know, he I talked about him on the broadcast in Cincinnati last weekend, but uh, he has this thing where he every airport that he visits, he buys a souvenir, basically, so he walked around all Cincinnati with an I Love New York hat on because our connecting flight was in Newark, New <laughs> Jersey from RDU, but I mean, he's, he's very loose, one of the coolest guys to be around on this team but his attitude has been uh, really good even even with the slow start at the plate.
6: Sky Rogers joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line East Carolina getting ready for a 3 game set this weekend against UCF back on the road they beat Cincinnati 2 out of 3 on the road and they'll try to take the series in Orlando coming up this weekend. Uh, Scooter going into the game last night, and uh, I felt kind of bad about this, but we had Steven Igo in here, and Igo knows all. He didn't know much about East Carolina's starting pitcher last night either, as uh, we saw a new face, a new name throwing for the Pirates and uh, had some success last night uh, for East Carolina. As we saw, Jaden Winter on the mound, two innings for East Carolina. Danny Beal goes an inning scoreless, uh, as did Bradley Wilson. C.J. Mayhew looked great with four strikeouts in two innings. So uh, credit to the Pirate pitching staff. How about uh, Jaden Winter getting his first action of the year?
3: Jaden looked really good last night, obviously, for his first time being in a Pirate uniform, and, uh, talking to Coach Gowen pregame, too, the reason we hadn't seen Jaden Winters is because he went under a form of Tommy John surgery coming out of high school last year. Now he's worked his way back up to 100%, which has allowed him to get on the mound. But, like you said, looked really good on the mound last night. Not only Jaden, but the whole power pitching staff looked good last night. He talked about C.J. Mayhew having a good outing, Bradley Wilson as well. And those are the guys that are going to have to step up coming in to conference play. And you add someone like Bradley Wilson – or Jaden Winter into that mix, and that just gives the Pirate bullpen a few other arms to go to When
6: necessary. Got an inning out of Zach Agnos. That reminds me of the job that Ryder Giles uh, has done this year. How about Friday starter Ryder Giles and uh, his performance last Friday, doing exactly what you need a a Friday starter to do. Scooter, go long into a game uh, and and pitch very well at that, save some arms. And the story of Ryder Giles continues to be unbelievable, even though we see it right before our, our own eyes.
3: Yes, and Ryder's done a great job of stepping up for the pitching staff this season, obviously getting a start at shortstop to beginning the year, but has been unbelievable on the mound. Like you said, being a Friday guy now, coming in, having a long outing against Wichita State, which is going to be key heading in to these conference series, getting that really shut down performance on a Friday night to open a series is going to be huge, and if Ryder can continue to do that, and also just to be able to go long on a Friday night too and keep that bullpen kind of at rest through game one of the series so you don't have to use so much and you can save it for the rest of the weekend.
6: Scott Rogers joining us. Talked to the players on Monday, Scooter, and uh, they talked about going to Orlando to face UCF and how UCF is ahead of them in the standings. So it gives you—it's still early on, still a lot of conference se- series left to go, obviously, but it gives you something to chase. It gives you something to to play for this weekend. That hey, we want to be on top of the American standings, and uh, and that'll be on the line coming up this weekend.
3: It will be not only this weekend, but next weekend at Tulane as well. Going to be two very big conference series but it does start this weekend against ucf and a very talented club they are as well and you know i've talked about it on the broadcast coach O we're kind of inconsistent it's probably going to be one of those three that will come out on top at the end of the year whether that's ecu or ucf or Tulane. but these next two weeks are going to be very big for the pirates and if the pirates go down take at least two or three from ucf this weekend that would be very huge for the conference standings
6: Sky Rogers joining us, Scooter. We talked about some of the heroes from last night and, and who've been playing well of late. And Jacob Jenkins-Coward can, can, continues to get it done. He had a hit last night. We're starting to see more of Cam Clunch in the lineup and Jacob Starling moving up in the lineup. So, look, this thing can change uh, game to game, week to week. But we have seen some consistency in the lineup with the top three of late. Uh, Scooter with Agnos, Hoover, Starling, and then with Amac and Jenkins, Coward. We'll kind of see them flipped around in the middle of the order. But Cliff Godwin, at this point in the season, still trying to to push that button, find that that uh, that magic formula for success. And we're starting to see uh, some of these guys kind of coming to their own in, in the lineup here.
3: We are, and I think you're, like you said, still trying to find some of those key pieces. Which we're going to see changes throughout the year anyway, just based off of who's on the mound, whether that's a lefty or a righty uh or whatever that area but i think for the most part this lineup is pretty much is going to stay consistent throughout the year uh but you probably will see a couple of changes here and there but for the most part i think this lineup is pretty much going to stay the same the rest of the year
6: and uh how about as far as the pitching staff goes scooter should we expect to see giles cooch grows uh heading into the weekend or is that something that could change as well
3: I would say so. I have not heard anything different heading into the UCF series. And, again, I haven't been told who is starting as of yet. But uh, I would say probably that same track of those three going into the weekend.
6: Scott Rogers joining us. Scooter, uh, Braves off to a uh, uh, decent start to the season as uh, they play the Nationals today. Uh, Whooped up on them last night. How much have you been able to follow uh, the Braves of Major League Baseball throughout the first week of the season?
3: Was able to watch them on open the night this year, and obviously that was a tough one in Atlanta to open the season. But be able to keep track of them throughout the year. And then Max to getting the start tonight, and hopefully he can improve a little bit on his start after he, the rough opening night start against the Reds. But uh, it was a good, good win last night against the Nationals. And that's, I mean, they're at five hundred right now, and obviously very early for their season. But uh, you know, once you get Ronald Acuna back in that lineup, I think they're going to be they're going to be just fine.
6: And Scooter never forgets where he came from, uh, Seen some pictures of you out at uh, Elm Street and, and, and with Greenville Little League, and you got that going on this uh, this time right now, too, right, Scooter?
3: Yep, I was able to get back down to Elm Street on Monday, and uh, I was in the press box Monday for two games, and it was good, good to be back at Elm Street Park. Uh, kind of, like you said, never forget your roots, and it was fun to be around the kids again and being able to be up in the press box at Elm Street.
6: All right, Scooter. What's your travel itinerary? Are you a uh, are you a watch a movie on the plane guy? Or are you a, re- a music guy, sleep guy? What do you do on a long uh, flight?
3: Today it is gonna be, uh, on- <laughs> going to into- be schoolwork going to Orlando as we head into the pat- next couple weeks as the-, the semester winds down. But normally, I'm kind of a uh, I would say I'm a sleeper on the plane, especially if it's a pretty long flight uh, and being able on the road to get some sleep. You get as much sleep as you can on the roads, I found out, during these road trips.
6: There you go. And uh, how about that? Scooter is uh, has his play-by-play duties. He's kind enough to join us here on Pirate Radio Live on Wednesdays and uh, still working on classwork. So uh, you're doing it all, Scooter. So uh, great job, man. Keep up the good work and uh, call us some wins coming up this weekend down in Orlando, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, Scooter. All righty. Thank you, Clip. Guy Rogers joining us here on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Pirates uh get underway Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the Easter weekend series on the road down in Orlando against UCF. We'll take a timeout. Come back when we return. We will visit with the voice, Jeff Charles. He will join us on the Pirate Radio Live line also in hour number two. Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector will get his thoughts on pirate baseball and more, a little spring football, and a lot of spring football talk coming up in our 5 o'clock hour with Bryce Williams, all that and more on the way on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. We're back with you after this.
1: This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. You work hard for your money. At Carolina Wealth Management, we believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to mycarolinawealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's mycarolinawealth.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Hour two of
6: Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Shirley, see if you can hook up with the voice of Jeff Charles and get him on the Pirate Radio Live line, Chandler Honeycutt here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Taking a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall Scoreboard presented by DuBuck. Dubuck. Clayton Kershaw perfect through seven but did not stay in the game he was yanked and so was the perfect game for the dodgers but they do get the win over the twins as uh the twins i think ended up with one hit on the day and that is all dodgers knocking off minnesota coming up tonight two games in the nba play-in tournament hornets and hawks seven o'clock on espn last year it was embarrassing chandler (sighs) um what was that score should we google it up
7: (laughs) yeah i can't remember the exact score but uh i want to say they won by at least 30 points it was (laughs) disgusting um hornets did not show up in indiana to play let's see 144
6: to 117
7: yeah it was it was a nightmare Uh, and just like we are today you, you more than me very excited about a potential play. Oh, this is playoffs. I count this as play uh, postseason, I should say. Always excited when the Hornets are in a postseason situation, and they are tonight, starting at seven o'clock in the playing tournament against a very good Hawks team, and led by Trey Young, a, a up-and-coming star for for the Hawks. And very excited, but yeah, I am. As we get closer and closer to tip-off, I am very nervous. And the only thing I'm thinking about right now is if we get a win, we will you know celebrate but we have to do it all over again
6: well as spencer percy joined us yesterday said the hornets might be a favorite over the calves if they win this game tonight if jared allen is which unable means to go.
7: which means nothing to me i I, I, God, I
6: you are really really negative right now i know i know
7: i'll
6: tell you what bothers me that score that we just gave you that 140 whatever the last two hornets losses of the year this year they lost 144 to 114 to Philly, 144 to 115 to uh, Miami. Miami.
7: And Miami being the team, if we get out of this playing tournament unscathed, yeah. that is the team we will have to face, the number one team in the East. And uh, last time we played them, we lost by, what, close to 30 points. Yeah. So, um, yeah let's see if the hornets can do any damage here in the postseason
6: jeff charles joins us on the pirate radio live line talking a little play in tournament nba basketball jeff and uh were you able at all to see the scene in minnesota last night though you want to talk about some basketball fans hungry for success they celebrated that win last night over the clippers like it was a championship game voice
0: (laughs) they did i guess they're looking for any kind of success with uh, minneapolis sports teams these days clip and you know, that Minnesota Timberwolves team's a really fun team to watch because they're young. And as you mentioned, they've got Carl Anthony Towns and they've got two other really good players on that team to go along with him. And they're, uh, you know, a very young ball club. I think all three of those guys are like 25 or younger. So they've got a chance to, to really build a nucleus. If you can hold on to guys, and we all know that that is a concern these days, whether it be professional sports or, or college sports. And uh, the news that broke today about Miles Bridges, you know, he's looking for a new deal. And boy, you would think with Miles Bridges and also with LaMelo Ball, the Pirates, uh, the uh, Hornets have two really key pieces that they can move forward with. Now, are they going to be able to pay those two guys? So we'll have to wait and see. So I'm, I'm like you guys, I'm really excited for the game tonight. I think it's going to be a great game. And I really love to watch Trey Young play and watch LaMelo Ball play uh, John Collins has had a real solid year for Atlanta. We remember when he was with Wake Forest, and he came into Greenville and played against the Pirates, and he's carved out a nice NBA career as well. So I think it's going to be a really good game tonight, and uh, the Hornets are going to have to find a way to win this first one, guys, as you know, on the road.
6: Jeff, you've uh, spent some time in Atlanta uh, years ago, and we saw how the Braves fans showed up for their postseason run, and Atlanta always has uh, you know, a pretty good crowd, especially – when it comes to postseason last year the hawks made a run in the playoffs and that place was buzzing with trey young i don't think it's going to be the madhouse that minnesota was last night but uh should be a decent crowd showing up for some postseason basketball but atlanta does have that knock on them right jeff that it's not the best sports town when it comes to fan support being live in the building there
0: clip you're exactly right and uh Sometimes things don't change a whole lot. I can remember having these same conversations when I was working in Atlanta at WSB back in the 80s. And, you know, there was always kind of a knock on Atlanta sports teams that you know, they don't have good home crowds and don't have that kind of fervor for professional sports. Now, they do have a fervor for Georgia Bulldogs football. But uh, the pro sports, even though the Braves, of course, have had the great recent success, unless they're winning big, and I think. One of the reasons for that clip is the fact that Atlanta is just such a transient city. Right. I know in the years that I lived there, uh, you very very seldom found somebody who was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. It's just like this big glob of millions of people in that Atlanta metro area, and everybody seems to have moved in there from somewhere else. So you know, especially have a lot of fans from the Northeast who have moved to Atlanta from the New Yorks and the. Boston's and the Philadelphia's of the world who have those ties to those teams because they grew up there and their roots are there and their families are there. And so it's always been a little bit of a tougher nut, I think, for Atlanta from that standpoint. You go to some of those old traditional cities in the Midwest and the Northeast, and you've had families that are generation Boston Red Sox fans, for instance. Well, that's not really the case in Atlanta. And I remember talking about that, like I said probably 40 years ago now, so the more things change, I guess, the more things stay the same. Jeff
6: Charles joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line, Hornets Hawks tonight. Also, interested to see what the crowd will be like in New Orleans, as uh, I think it's taken maybe a little bit of time for folks to go all in on the Pel's down there, uh, Jeff. But they uh, have a fun young team. They'll be taking on the Spurs tonight in the play-in tournament uh, with the winner moving on to Friday. Uh, So uh, we'll be checking that out coming up tonight. All right, uh, Voice also got Major League Baseball going on. Did you see any of the ESPN broadcast with the Braves and Reds from opening night last Thursday? They had Joey Votto mic'd up for an entire half inning while he's playing first base which I was a little uncomfortable with. It seems like it would be a major distraction. I guess the good thing is they got maybe the best possible person to do that in Joey Votto. He was so entertaining, so insightful, and all the while playing his position, heavy breathing. It was it was really fantastic. And again, I don't think this works with Uh, maybe even the majority of Major League Baseball players. But Votto was so good at it, and and everybody took notice on social media. He was kind of the highlight of that game uh, with the Reds beating the Braves in the opener last week. But he's got a future in broadcasting if he wants it. Votto was awesome uh, last week. Jeff, did you have a chance to see any of that?
0: Cliff, I did. I watched the entire thing, and I loved every second of it. In fact, I was enjoying it so much, I called my wife, Debbie, into the room to watch (laughs) it with me, and she doesn't give a thing about baseball, but she actually sat down and enjoyed watching it for a few minutes as well. i tell you what's really happened with Joey Votto. He's had a total personality change, and his personality late in his career now is beginning to come out, but there was a time not that many years ago he was like anti-press and anti-fans and hmm. wouldn't talk, and now, of course, uh, he's like turned over a new leaf, and he was very entertaining. I thought it was great, and after it was over, I was thinking to myself. I hope they continue to do that with other guys who are able to, you know, handle it. But you know, little things you pick up in watching a guy like that. For instance, um, when uh, Tyler Molly was pitching the other night, uh, Mally was pitching the other night, and the, there were two strikes on the batter. And Joey Votto yelled over to him. He said, "Tyler, I'm moving back," and he moved back behind first base to guard against the line with two strikes yeah. against the hitter, and I think for the casual fan, maybe not even the casual fan, maybe even the sophisticated fan who knows baseball pretty well, I think you pick up things watching that. And, you know, he's got to tell the pitcher he's playing back of the bag because the pitcher goes into his stretch. And if he doesn't know that, he might fire it over to first base and throw the ball right in the stands. So I thought it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. I hope they continue to do it.
6: That was awesome. You think about guys like Freddie Freeman could probably do something like that. you got to have a bit of a personality and, and probably be a veteran too because if not, you're head's going to be swimming out there with a voice in your ear and you're trying to do all those things but man Vado was an absolute ace at it last week and you're right i hope that uh if the players are comfortable with it and if they'll be as entertaining and as insightful as Vado, we'll, uh, we'll continue to see this in broadcast jeff charles joining us voice uh big day in basketball today a ton of news coming out about former and future east carolina pirates you had the the triple header the three-headed monster of tristan newton announcing his destination danny hurley and yukon uh, will be tristan's next stop you had alonzo frank uh entering the transfer portal and then mike schwartz bringing in his fourth guy in five days uh to join this pirate basketball team since we last talked last wednesday jeff mike schwartz has made four additions to this pirate roster
0: Cliff, what you and I have to do is we have to uh, sign up to be a program seller at Williams' again <laughs> this year Yeah, because we might make a lot of bucks. You know what? Uh, this is going to be a whole new team. <laughs> People are going to go out there and wonder who these guys are. So we need to sell some programs to let them know who the Pirates are going to be this coming season. But I was I was really disappointed with uh, Alonzo Frank because I thought he would be a nice piece for Coach Schwartz to have next year. So I'm disappointed with that. I don't know if anybody really saw the writing on the wall with Tristan going to UConn. Yeah. I certainly didn't expect that. Now, I, I saw that he visited there, but I don't know what the real hook is there. And, of course, they have a great program that's coming back. And I understand that. But I thought Tristan would probably end up somewhere in Texas and maybe at Texas A&M because of his allegiance with Coach Rock, Steve Rockerford who was here at ECU and recruited him here. And now is at Texas A&M. I thought, you know that was probably going to be the fit for him, and then he visited some other schools as we understand as well. But I, I didn't see UConn on his radar, but it just shows you just don't know what's going to happen in recruiting anymore. And yeah, hats off to Coach Schwartz. I mean he's he's out there digging, scratching, and clawing to bring some players in because he's he's going to need some. Now I hope the rest of the guys that are here now that played last year for Coach Dooley are hanging around. Yeah, you just never know, Clip, and you know I hope. The R.J. Feltons of the world are going to be here next year, but again, you you just don't know. I ran into the basketball players uh, last week in the the weight room out of ECU, and they were headed over to uh, Minji's to to work out, and uh, Jason Martinez, the the strength coach, is still at least as of last week. He was still uh, on the staff. He was working the guys out, but uh, I did see a number of the guys in the holdovers from last year were still around here, but... As you well know, every day is a new adventure with this stuff.
6: It is a very fluid situation, but you're right. If you could have some kind of core stable of Felton and Brandon Johnson and, and Small, stick around. That'd be good. It sounds like Luigi is leaning towards coming back. Uh, as well, uh, at least according to IGO. But again, that was yesterday. Things can change quickly. Uh, But that would be nice to mix in with all these new faces we're going to see. You're right. A lot of new names and faces to learn coming up with Pirate basketball. Pirate football uh, put a cap on spring ball on Saturday. We will talk to Donnie Kirkpatrick coming up Thursday right here on Pirate Radio Live. And Get his thoughts on the entire spring. Uh, look over the the QB room, the O line, the running backs, the receivers, tight ends, all that. But Jeff, uh, once again, I, I feel like I've said this to you every week. Mike Houston seemed to be in a pretty good mood all spring. Uh, he likes what he's got coming back, and uh the, the, I don't know, spirits are high over there for the 2022 ECU football season. And how about they wrapped up spring with a tie? And if you're a head coach, I guess that's what you want. The offense is not killing the defense or vice versa. You've got two pretty decent sides of the ball that you can work with uh, coming up this fall.
0: Yeah, things have been very positive, no doubt. And as Coach Houston said, after the uh, scrimmage on Saturday, the defense played as well in that uh, matchup as they have all all spring. So he's very encouraged, I think, with the defensive side of the ball and I rode down the elevator with some of the assistant coaches after the game on Saturday. <laughs> you mentioned that tie, and the Donnie Kirkpatrick and some of the other offensive staff members and defensive staff members were on the elevator, and they were like, well, who won? They didn't even know who <laughs> won the game themselves. So the complicated uh, scoring system kind of, again, appeared, but it was uh, it was a typical spring game, I thought, Cliff. I thought, I thought the crowd was a little bit better this year than it has been, I mean, it's nothing like it used to be Yeah. back in the 90s when the pig out was going strong, and uh, I tell people this. I was around then, of course, and I tell people this now, and they look at me like I'm kind of crazy, but you know, there was a time there were 15,000 people at the ECU spring game. I would I would guess maybe 3,000 or so at, at this one, uh, but I think that was a little bit of an increase from what we've seen in, in recent years. So, yeah, there's a little bit of a buzz, I think, around the program clip, and they're going to be like basketball, not near as many, but uh, there's going to be some more new football players coming in here, and I know they're banking on some of these transfers coming in and making contributions next year in the wide receiver court, especially the offensive line. So, yeah, I think things are very positive right now. Still don't know the C.J. Johnson situation yet. Uh, I'm sure that's going to work itself out here this summer, but – I'm encouraged with uh, some of these receivers are bringing in, some of these offensive linemen they're bringing in. They need help at both of those uh, positions. And right now, defensively, they look like they're in pretty good shape. Now, what is very encouraging to me, Cliff, is for years during the Scotty Montgomery era, and then when Mike, of course, got here, I mean, the numbers were so down. There just was nothing like quality depth at all in this program. And we talked about it beginning last year, Cliff, that you know, now now you've got quality depth in the defensive line and, and hopefully now with these new guys in the offensive line and at some of the other positions. And I think in recent years and, and Ruff used to talk about this too when he was here as a head coach, if you can keep guys fresh, that is a big advantage. And even though East Carolina might not have, for instance, all AAC players in these positions like some of these other schools do, and you know some of the top echelon programs have, have been really better than East Carolina talent-wise, if, if you can keep guys fresh and rotate them in and out, that can be an equalizer in games. And I think that uh, you know Mike has developed that depth, and we've seen a lot of guys play, so hopefully they can continue to do that. I think hats off to Houston and his staff. Those guys have really recruited hard, and I think they've done a heck of a job uh, restocking the cupboard, if you will, uh, talent-wise with this football program.
6: No doubt. Jeff Charles joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll wrap it up with a little wrestling talk. CJ, um, did I see – so I watched Lucha Underground years ago on Netflix, and it was, uh, it was a really fun wrestling promotion. And my favorite guy, I'd never heard of him before that, was uh, Pentagon Jr., who now goes by – is he Penta – I don't know, even know what his name is. He kinda, does he change his name?
8: It was PentaCon Jr. He did this thing where he kind of goes into a darker phase, and this is the darker phase. Okay. I don't remember it off the top of my head. Penta, but what whatever.
6: Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I saw. did I see he's wrestling CM Punk tonight? Yes, he is. Man, so uh, CJ will be guest hosting Sports Trivia at AJ's. We'll be out there. We'll have to hit a replay or something. But uh, that's like a dream match for me, seeing those two guys go that's at it.
8: One of the, that's one of the cool things that Tony Khan can do with AEW now is he's got all these stars, and you can just – random random wednesday night why don't you throw out this dream match that everybody's wanted to see
6: so jeff uh, i know you watch it sometimes anyway but i'll go ahead and recommend that that should be a good match for you tonight on aew yeah i have to check that one out
0: between uh the hornets and the hawks tonight i'll yeah. to flip back and see when that one's on. clip
6: there you go so a uh, little wrestling little hoops baseball a lot going on right now voice we appreciate you joining us to talk about it all here on pirate radio live have a great rest of your week and uh, we'll do it again next week jeff
0: Sounds great, Clip. Always enjoy it.
6: Have a good one. Yes, sir. You too. Visiting with the voice as we do Wednesdays here on Pirate Radio Live. We will uh, talk to the scribe coming up next, Patrick Mason. It's a cool nickname, the scribe, the voice. What would you be, Chandler? <laughs> the what? The blank. How would we describe? Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, I'm just giving you the molly, molly look. <laughs> that was a mean look? Uh, um, the I don't uh, know. Um, The Swiss Army Knife. I mean, you do a lot of different things. The Salesman. I don't know. The Ace, because you're you're pitching sales. The Closer. Yeah, we call you the Closer. The Closer. All right. The Closer. You can close this segment off. You you didn't do much the whole segment, but you can close it out for us. All right. Who
7: we got? We got Patrick Mason coming up next.
6: That's right. All right. The Scribe.
7: All right. All right.
6: What is the Scribe? The Scribe. He's a writer. He's a Scribe. So that was your main issue. You didn't know the word I was saying. Oh, okay, well, I'm gonna try my best to
7: close out this hour. All right, is it, no? Close out this segment. All right, go for it. All right, so we're gonna talk. Right. We're gonna talk sports and more with Patrick Mason of the Daily Reflector. Shirley, where is my bumper? Oh, wow! <laughs> he just took right over. I
6: need the bumper.
5: <laughs> anyway, we're talking. Shirley will play the bumper when Shirley is ready to play the bumper. You forget right. I'm the producer of this show. Come on, show. closer.
6: You got this. Right, Come on,
5: go. don't we give go.
7: up. All right, here we go. Talking sports and more with The Daily Reflector beat writer Patrick Mason. He'll join us on the show. We'll talk about that and more when we return right after this.
5: (laughs) Are we going to break now? (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
1: This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. Order a family meal that feeds 6 to 7 people and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether Dine in or take out. Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock.
6: All right, welcome back into Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. We'll talk some baseball and more now with Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector. He joins us inside the pirate radio studios patrick thanks for your time how you doing man good how are you doing good uh what are you up to this week with no ecu baseball being in town <laughs> yeah yeah i'm actually covering a little pit community college baseball uh today and yeah just following along the pirates on the road and they got a ton of road games coming up all right heading out to uh to winterville and uh see tommy easton's guys and uh, they play some great baseball out there, so you'll uh, you'll see some quality baseball, I'm sure, when you head out there. For sure, I mean they're having a heck of a year. Uh, I think twenty five and five, and you know, I mean they're just, just playing great. ECU last night picking up a win over Elon and Patrick. We have yet to see. You have yet to see with your own eyes. Josh Moylan uh, put together a, a productive season, but man, he was great last night. And uh, as we talked to Scooter earlier in the show, Scott Rogers. Seems like he's he's held a pretty good attitude despite the struggles this year, and it was great to see him get uh, four hits last night.
10: Yeah, four for four, and I think the last time he played was that Friday, Wichita State had another couple hits, and when we got to talk to him earlier in the year after he was slumping, um, you know, he had a good game, and we talked to him, and he was just saying, you know, it's it's baseball, I just really just got to relax, and I mean,
6: maybe he was <laughs> relaxed yesterday, but he sure sure had a good game. We've seen a lot of blowouts uh, in Major League Baseball already this year, and I've seen at least three cases of position players pitching. And uh, last night, D. Gordon, D. Strange, Gordon, Gordon Strange, uh, plunks Travis Darno and Darno acts like he's injured, and we had that. Well, East Carolina, uh, not afraid to throw a position player on the mound. Ryder Giles, once again, <laughs> another great performance. And for whatever reason, these hitters just – can't figure out what he's doing. How about his performance? You mentioned that Friday game with Moylan, a couple of hits, but that was dominated by Ryder Giles, who looked fantastic out there. He was incredible, and that was the best start
10: from a, an East Carolina pitcher this year. And it came from Ryder Giles, the guy who started at shortstop. Um, I mean, that was pretty crazy. And after the game, you know, we talked to the catcher Ben Newton just to kind of get some perspective as well to this guy. Be like, hey, you know, you you get an up close view at this. You know, what are you seeing? You know, you got to try to catch these frisbees. And he was just saying, yeah, I mean, Ryder just
6: has a command of all these pitches every time he goes out there, and it's just baffling. And I guess they're going to keep rolling with him on Friday nights. We'll see him this Friday, I would imagine, in Orlando when the Pirates take on UCF. And that's a pretty good luxury to have at this point, while Cliff Godwin is still trying to figure out everything he's got with his pitchers and what he wants to do with the rotation. Uh, he can throw Ryder out there and count on him to eat up some innings and not just that, uh, throw together good performances. Pretty late in the year to see a debut and a debut starter for a baseball team, but we saw that last night with Jaden Winter, who we've yet to see with our own eyes, Patrick, but (laughs) goes out last night, gets the start against Elon, gives up a run in two innings, and uh, it looks like they're going to bring him along and maybe be a part of – Hopefully a winning recipe as the year goes on. For sure. And yeah, you know, like you mentioned, you know,
10: having Ryder definitely allows you to, you know, get some good innings and it sounds like really East Carolina's just gotta piece together games. You know, I mean tons of bullpen arms and you know, I think Ben Terwilliger, Williger, Savage, they're coming along, so you don't gotta rely on Garrett Saylor so often. But yeah, you know, getting a great start from Jaden Winter. I think he went one, two, three in the first, which is huge. What is it, middle of the year, you know, hasn't pitched in a game and then just to kinda of mow down that lineup and you know, he pitched into
6: the third, and you know, I think he did pretty well for you know what can you ask for him. Saw a lot of arms last night, as you tend to do on a midweek game, and they all look pretty good. How about C.J. Mayhew, two innings, four strikeouts, looking like the C.J. Mayhew of old last night. And that's what they need.
10: I think that if he can kind of provide good innings and really get the strikeouts going. I mean, he's got great stuff. He's just kind of been touched up a little bit lately, but... Um, I mean, he seems to be coming around, and you know, yeah,
6: four strikeouts. You what know, do you go two innings? Yeah, um, you know, that, that's exactly what you need. Talking to Patrick Mason as uh, he covers the Pirates uh, and is there every home game. And now Pirates will be on the road this weekend and next weekend. They do have a midweek game with UNCW next week, but East Carolina two series in the books. They're four and two. Kind of what I said that I just don't see this team going on a major run this year. They're just going to have to scrap and claw and, and and try to gut out these series. They've been able to do it the first two, and they'll try to do the same uh, against a uh, well looks like a pretty good team in uh, in UCF coming up this weekend
10: for sure. And they look, I mean, they did look really dominant at times against Wichita State on Sunday. They just ran into that. I mean, incredible performance by their pitcher. I mean that that dude was filthy. I mean, at that point, you just you just got to take your loss and move on. But um, I think what are they? Maybe four, five, and two in the last seven games, something like that. So they're definitely playing well, and obviously a sweep would be be pretty great. But I mean, if you just keep winning series, I guess that's all you can ask for at this point.
6: And that pitcher Cameron By uh, was dominant for Wichita State on Sunday. There was a a few plays here and there. East Carolina had two outs and runner on second and third. If they could have got out of that inning, it would have been two nothing. And then that following inning, I believe, is when Agnos broke up the no-no but got thrown out at home on that great play by their shortstop, Stewart. So, kind of, if, if a couple of things go different there, could have got the sweep, but you got to give credit to Cameron Byers. Uh, the players did when we talked to him on Monday. He just had his stuff going, and, and East Carolina uh, just could not get on base on Sunday.
10: Yeah, I mean, he, was,
6: he really was incredible. And yeah,
10: like you said, the players, and even Godwin was just saying that's probably the best pitching performance we've seen all year. I mean, and he... I think his ERA is, you know, zero point two four. It's like second best in the country. I mean, and he showed why. And yeah, that that play at shortstop, I mean, Agno said it too. I mean, I'm going hundred times out of hundred on yeah. that play. The guy just made a great play. And, you know, what are you gonna do?
6: Patrick Mason joining us following uh Pirate Baseball, following his Chicago White Sox off to a good start. Jeff Charles uh did his predictions as he does every year, uh, which folks can hear during our commercial breaks on inside the booth, and he has the White Sox not just winning the Central or the AL, he has them beating the Dodgers in the World Series, and they're becoming a bit of a trendy pick here uh, with Tony La what he was able to do with the young team last year, and what all they have coming back this year so I don't know does that make you nervous or does that make you excited that people are starting to believe in the White Sox I think it makes me excited because I
10: don't think anyone ever has even <laughs> thought about the White Sox you know they're, I remember when they won the World Series in 05 you know basically it's kind of guaranteed you get that Sports Illustrated cover and of course you know they didn't even get on there so they're, they're always kind of a little second fiddle here but um, I, I think that makes me excited and that lineup is there's not an easy out you know 1 through 9 I mean they're they're going to be fun how about from the uh, the pitching department? Who are who's uh, their anchors this year? Well, they got you know Lance Lynn and Gialita, but of course both are on the injured list. Um, but Dylan Cease, he's I guess their third starter, and I mean he's kind of a trendy pick too for his you know backdoor Cy Young candidate. Um, just great swing and miss stuff. And I mean, he's definitely really exciting. But right now, at least in the
6: first couple of months, they're going to have to piece together some starts. And for years, you could pencil the Indians into the playoffs just because they're in a, a weak AL Central. And maybe the, Chicago's taking over the reign there because Minnesota's got some players. They were kind of surprising this offseason, right? Bringing in Correa. And um, they still have Buxton, who could be coming into his prime as a... So they've got some some talent there in the lineup. Uh, But, you know, Detroit, a team of the future, not necessarily a team of the now. Cleveland probably won't be very good. And then the Royals, they pop up like, what, once every 10 hmm. years and make a run. But I don't know if they have the team to do that this year. So... Uh, the White Sox, with the 3-1 start, I, I think they run away with this thing when it's all said and done. How about you?
10: I think so, too. And like you mentioned, with Carlos Correa, he definitely legitimizes that that Twins team a little bit. I mean, that's just, you know, awesome. And if Byron Buxton stays healthy, they're going to be a problem. But I just don't know if any other team has enough over 162 to hang. You know, Javi Baez, too, on the Tigers. I mean, the yeah. Tigers are a... You know they're they're improved as well, and they have a manager AJ Hinch, who I wish the White Sox would have hired. Um, So I mean they're definitely a fun team, but I just don't know if they can you know do it over 162.
6: Yeah, they bring in Hinch after the what the issues there in uh, Houston, and name him the manager. Um, So one week down in uh, in MLB, anything stood out to you thus far? This is a game of you know, large sample size, you really can't take anything away from the first week, but I don't know, anything, any players, any teams stood out to you so far? I think
10: what's, maybe it's not even the most fun thing, but it's it seems like it's going to already be like a game of attrition. I mean, pitchers can't go deep yet. You know, they're, you're lucky to get five innings out of a starter. You know, a lot of times you're getting four, um, and then it's just bullpen, you know, especially the pitchers aren't that hot yet. Um, so I think it'll take a little while before we actually start seeing, you know, what Major League Baseball should look like.
6: Yeah, and we've seen some blown leads, saw it with the uh, the Mets, Phillies the other night, uh, and, and seen it elsewhere. I, we did a um, a wins draft where, after a trivia last Wednesday night, me and, and five other guys drafted teams, and we're just doing it for the month of April and we'll redraft in May. But whoever has the, the most wins, you know, wins the pot. Um, I took the Rockies I think it was my last pick because we we went, we drafted all the teams. um, And they are off to a four and one start right now. I don't think that is sustainable. But when you see that, when you see the Cubs at three and one, you get, I guess, these early on in the year. And they'll quickly fade away, but I don't know if the Rockies or the Cubs have much staying power. So. No,
10: yeah, that's the thing. I don't. I mean, you never know what the Rockies, I have no clue what they're doing. I don't even know if they know. I mean, I think they signed Chris Bryant, so at least there's something there. And the they Cubs, let
6: all their good players walk and then <laughs> sign Chris
10: Bryant. Yeah. I, yeah. of strange. They, I think they paid to get rid of Nolan Arenado, and then they just paid more money to get <laughs> uh, like a, basically a lesser version yeah. of him. And then the Cubs too. I, I don't think anyone was high on them, and then they go out and beat some awesome Brewers pitchers. And you're like, what, "What's going on here?" So, you know, definitely a lot of craziness happened in this first month.
6: Uh the we won't see the what shift band until next year, right? Right. And they're still one thing they are still doing this year, which I believe is going to go away next year, is putting the runner on second to start extra innings. What do you What do you think of the the rules and the the moves there? I see. I always.
10: I, I kind of hate that they're getting rid of the shift I, I think you know you could put someone anywhere and just yeah you know beat me you know um I guess the runner on second kind of I'm coming around to it a little bit just because you don't really want to see like 17 inning baseball games and it's fine as long as you don't give the pitcher like an earned run or something mess with stats like that I, I yeah. think it's okay and I'm sure the players like it too they don't want to be out there for five hours every day
6: I do find it hard to tell a coach where to put his guys on the field like it seems strange to me right. kind of like with the NBA and I don't know if they ever really enforced this but I remember when like ESPN got the basketball contract back and they would put games Saturday night on ABC and then this load management thing came in and they said they were going to start like finding teams if they their stars didn't play <laughs> like, and I always thought like how are you going to tell Greg Popovich how to run his team like it's his It's his team. He's trying to win championships, not win on a Saturday night in November. So anytime a league starts kind of, I don't know, fiddling with how a coach should do his job, it's always a little strange to me. Yeah, I'm in the
10: same boat. There's no way you should be able to tell me what players I should play and when. You know, I essentially know who, you know, my team the best. And, you know, I, I just don't understand it. And it's baseball, too. You know, you've seen guys bunt down the line for a double, doubler. You've, I mean, obviously, it's hard to ask a guy to make an adjustment when people are throwing 100. But, you know, at the end of the day, I should be able to put player X here because I know you're going to hit it here.
6: Baseball is such, too, like, it irritates me so much. I, I get it on one hand. But last night, Giants are hammering the Padres. Dude has a bunt single late in the game. And not only is the Padres manager upset about it, Gabe Kapler, when the player goes back to the dugout, is on his guy about it. Like, we don't do that. That's uh, unwritten <laughs> rule stuff. Uh, okay, whatever. But if they're not going to call the game, if there's not a 10-run rule, then I don't know. Do it. I don't know. I, I don't like the unwritten rule stuff. No, and it it's professional me. sports, you know. Just yeah. get
10: me out if you're going to be mad at it. it. And bugs like, me. Yeah. And I think, what was it? I think it was last year MLB's tagline was let the kids play. But then you're going to have stuff like this where – You know, the guy bat flips, and you're going to get all mad at him. It it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah,
6: we've already seen some fireworks this year. Old Buck Showalter was uh, (laughs) upset uh, in a game earlier this year. What was that, Mets? uh, Philly, no, it was the Mets, and some Marlins maybe? I don't know. But it was uh, earlier this season, and Buck was uh, was going at it. So, I don't know. It's fun. It, It provides those highlights. MLB needs all the help they can get on social media and and with the younger generation. So I think that stuff's good. I don't know how good for the game itself it is, but for eyeballs, attention. And then today, Chandler and I are in studio. Chandler's a Nats fan. I'm a Braves fan. We'd love to be able to watch the game, but we can't because it's blacked out because we're somehow in the Nationals market here in Greenville, North Carolina. Right. So they need to figure that crap out, too. Yeah,
10: it's not like you can turn on the TV and just reliably get a Nationals or Orioles game. No.
6: And they make it so difficult for you to watch their product. I know. it's, It's such a pain. So for you White Sox, do they still have, and this is... How old? Do they still have games on WGN? Is WGN still a channel?
10: It is. Um, I mean, the Cubs were on it, you know, forever. But you know, they can switch to their Marquee Network. But, yeah, I mean, they're just kind of sprinkled down here. I think the the Sox have their own. It's like, you know, Fox Sports or Comcast Sports.
6: I would see the Sox every now and then on it because I remember uh, Hawk uh, on some games. Is he still doing games? He's not. He, uh, you
10: know, slowly rode away in the sunset here. But he was at least entertaining. But, man, he was just almost insufferable (laughs) as a homer, you know, too much.
6: Oh, uh, too much of a homer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anytime he'd put it on the board, it would would make me smile. Yeah, yeah, those... uh, I don't know how if were you around to enjoy the Frank Thomas era White Sox? I was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those uh, those were He was my favorite player because I was a big hefty first baseman too, so <laughs> I enjoyed uh the Big Hurt and uh and those teams.
10: He was a legit awesome hitter. If you ever go back and look at his baseball reference, you just forget how awesome and dominant he was.
6: Yeah, not just like a power guy, but uh hit for contact, just a great hitter. Oh yeah. Great player, uh the Big Hurt. All right, Patrick Mason joining us. Patrick uh so you're a Sox fan, Bulls? Yes, Bulls. Um, what do you think about their
10: playoff chances? Well, they got the Bucks the first round. And Is that think, not good? I think it will be lucky to win one game. <laughs> they uh, could have a shorter stay than your um, your Iowa Hawkeyes, maybe. Yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> At least we got a series. No, they avoided the playing series, but yeah, the Bucks are going to be a tough task.
6: While, by the way, I love sports. While I'm complaining about sports so much today, hate the uh, the seven game series in the first round. I think there should be a rule that... Because I'm in for a Warriors-Nuggets seven games. I think that's fun. But, like, these 1-8 matchups and everything, if you are down 3 nothing, If you're down 2 nothing, and you play that next game at home as an 8-seed and you lose that one, let's call it. Let's say you got to win that to keep the series going. Hey, I can get on board with that. When you're down 3 nothing and you're an underdog at home... you're Nine times out of ten, you're going to lose that one, too. These things get spread out so much. But i tell you what. I was excited last night watching the folks. Is it still the Target Center there in Minnesota, whatever they call it? Uh, That crowd was going crazy. That was like their second playoff appearance since the KG days or whatever. Um, And they were going nuts last night for a play-in tournament. (laughs) And it kind of got me fired up for the playoffs. Love the home crowds. Love the fans wearing all the same color, and uh, the, you get some great atmospheres. And hopefully, the Hornets can win in one of those atmospheres tonight on the road in Atlanta. But got me uh, got me fired up for some NBA postseason. Yeah, and
10: I think I like what basketball's doing with this play-in tournament. And you hear Adam Silver even trying to talk about in the future trying to work in like an you know in-season tournament yeah. here and there. And I just think it makes for more you know exciting basketball, or at least some higher-stakes stuff. Because if you're you're in Game 50, like you said on a Thursday, it's like eh, you know, yeah what's going on here but you know this play-in tournament otherwise you wouldn't be excited about a 10 seed you know but and then
6: tonight you've got the the pelicans Mm -hmm. i think that should be a great atmosphere as well that's a team that saw their superstar anthony davis leave and now they're in and the lakers aren't and and they have some young guys to celebrate and get behind there so i think it's fun i like these uh i like these atmospheres and now the, um, it's going to be, I don't know, if the Hornets win tonight, they have to win again at Cleveland, who just lost the game. That, that gets a little crazy, but yeah, I do like it. The more sports, the better. Yeah, I'll I agree. It. For I'll sure. All right, Patrick, uh, so what do you got going on? You got some uh, Pitt Community College baseball. How about this weekend with no uh, East Carolina baseball on tap? Yeah, I guess
10: just kind of following the Pirates, and I don't know, it'll be, be a little different. Hopefully we get some good weather and maybe go outside or something, but uh, yeah, a little different when they're not at home. You know, you're basically spending... Your whole weekends there, Clark Leclaire.
6: Following the uh, the basketball moves, Patrick, we saw uh, one pirate found a landing spot, and uh, Tristan Newton he is going to join Dan Hurley and those Yukon Huskies. And now we're starting to see some guys come in uh, from that portal instead of just going out. As Mike Schwartz has now added, I think four players. That's right. Yeah,
10: he's starting to fill out that roster, and I, I think it's kind of cool because you can see like he gets to kind of pick and choose. All right, this is the type of style I want to play, and. I think it'll just be really fun once they find – I mean, obviously, it's a ways in the future, but it'll be fun just to kind of see this this different play style when they do get playing basketball games.
6: And as far as football goes, tune in uh, Thursday. We'll talk to East Carolina offensive coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick, but the spring has wrapped up. Any uh, final takeaways from the spring for East Carolina this year? Yeah, Donnie actually had a lot of good things to say about um, just, you know, the
10: way Holton Naylor's kind of controls that room and just kind of is a good – Um, you know, mentor in a way. But what really stood out to me was the way Mason Garcia looked in that spring game. The way he he was so athletic in the pocket, moving his feet. Um, He he just looked really good. And then probably the last thing, too, was just how fast the defense looked. I mean, they just seemed like they were reacting more so than, you know, looking around the field.
6: So, yeah, they they looked pretty fun. A lot of positivity headed into the fall, and uh, they're going to need it early on because NC State looks like they might be the real deal when they roll in here coming up early September to take on the Pirates at Doughty Ficklin Stadium. Patrick, uh, we'll keep in touch. We'll talk more baseball with you here on uh, Pirate Radio Live. Appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll uh, take a time out, come back, and have more for you on this Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this.
1: This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. for maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock.
6: Party back with you here on a Wednesday awaiting the arrival of former Pirate tight end Bryce Williams. We'll talk a lot of Pirate football coming up in hour three of today's program. C.J. Schaefer in uh, about three hours from now will be in the hot seat, hosting sports trivia at AJ McMurphy. CJ, um, what, what what's going through your mind right now as we uh, get closer to tip-off?
8: Well, Cliff, I'm just thinking about putting on a good show for the people, hoping, uh, hoping we get in and out of there in a pretty good time, but everybody still has a lot of fun and enjoys the good food at AJ McMurphy's.
6: All right. Great answer. Thank you. Awesome answer. We have had guest hosts in the past that have done well. Everybody's done well. The, the key is the time because... I don't play a lot, but when I do, once we hit that hour and 45-minute, two-hour mark... It's time to go home. Really, the brain is dead from working earlier in the day and playing a full round of trivia. So I'm hoping the pacing is good. Um, I'm hoping that there are no questions on your answers because that could be frustrating. I want to make sure every question you asked has a direct and simple answer and can't be argued you know what i'm saying
8: oh i think if there's anything like that i clarified because okay. there are a couple questions where in the slide of the question i clarified specifically what i'm looking for so i think i've because i'm in the same boat as you i've had that uh problem with a couple guest hosts before on just a I mean just a couple questions um so i wanted to make sure that hopefully that problem doesn't happen
6: shirley rhodes question for you since i can't make questions for tonight i'm looking up some stuff right now okay on this day in 1984 he became the first national league player to get 4,000 hits in his career
5: in 84 84 i
6: bet you won't get it right i think she will (sighs) that was i'm gonna give her three chances oh i see what you did chandler you're a crafty fella you want to say that again
7: i bet you won't get it right
5: pete rose <laughs> that is correct
6: <laughs> well done all right chan show me what you're working with i like that uh-huh. Get you the...
7: if you say so
6: no oh. I, I didn't mean that like right. that uh we will back that thing up coming up thursday when we do our david price construction countdown to kickoff yes, also sir. we'll open up the rage room i got to tell you the braves have me raging a bit early in this season not that it's that this matters too much but Going through Cincinnati and Washington at home and coming out with a losing record is not good. No offense. Hmm, no offense. No con.
7: Yeah. I mean, with the expectations you guys had. and uh, But, I mean, it's early in the season. It's a long season in Major League Baseball. So, still got a good stretch going.
6: All right. Um, I got another question for you, Shirley. This is going to be tougher because this is NBA. Oh, God. But I know that you'll know the guy that I'm talking about talking about you know what i'm talking about uh hornets play the hawks tonight i remember him as a hawks coach but i'll get his full coaching resume up here he coached the sonics blazers Cavs, hawks raptors knicks from 1969 to 2005 and uh on this day in 2019 greg popovich surpassed this coach to become the all-time winningest coach in nba history i remember him with the hawks from 93 to 2000 that was kind of in my wheelhouse do you remember that coach's name
5: the one that's popping into my head I, i'm not sure if this is it or not but i'm just gonna throw it out there george carl
6: no uh he did coach the sonics and maybe some of those other teams uh lenny wilkins
5: lenny wilkins do you remember lenny yeah wilkins? he was mm-hmm. like yeah
6: he was old when i started watching basketball and then continued on um all right, Lenny. One for two. Not bad, Shirley. NBA yeah, M- is not really in your wheelhouse. No, either. I
5: mean, I don't... Maybe late 80s, early 90s NBA, but... Um,
6: I thought about doing this, uh, CJ, in a future game where... I am going to do this. i want to ask you, what, would, what is your specialty? So you can narrow it down as much as possible or leave it as broad as possible. Like, I would be like... If I could do late, mid to late 90s Redskins, I just feel like I could crush that. All the random guys on the roster that I know. So, what would be your specialty category, Chandler?
7: Late 2000s, early 2010s EC football.
6: Oh, yeah, because you know all the names, all the numbers. Yeah, that would be a good one. Like, I could ask you, East Carolina played this conference opponent week six and lost, and I give you the score. You could come up with the game, you think?
7: That might be a little tough.
6: Well, it's your specialty, bruh. Like,
7: <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> like,
5: when you when you say, I could do like eighties, nineties music. Like, you guys could do sports, but like if you did eighties, nineties music, maybe that into... is a very broad category. Oh yeah, it is a, name yeah.
6: every nineties artist ever. <laughs> <laughs> Would you narrow what? it down to a genre?
8: No, Gen-
5: because my musical palette is very broad. Alright,
6: fair enough. What would yours be, CJ? Uh,
8: late 2000s uh, to early 2010s NBA probably.
6: To so like 08 to 12?
8: Um, 08 to like 14, 15 okay. probably.
6: God, that would be a total weak spot for me. Really? Yeah. I remember I'd have, like I'm really good with years in the 90s, early 2000s. And then there's a haze. And then I can kind of remember... Was Dirk uh, 2010? 11. 2011.
8: 2010 was the second uh, championship for the Lakers in three years. Okay. Or two years, whatever.
6: 2011. So, like, I remember some things by what was going on in my life at that time. And I was off by a year on that one. But, uh, okay, that would be your specialty. So, I'm going to go i'm gonna go around and ask the regular teams like to come up with a specialty i think that'd be fun that would be good and i'll ask like the entire room so if you could steal off a a specialty from another team that would be a big oh, bonus for you okay so anyway
5: or throw in 80s 90s television i could do that one too
6: <laughs> we need to do another pirate radio trivia
5: yeah that'd be fun
6: i've got a couple in mind i want to do a rematch between glenn and cj i want to do brother v brother i go versus i go scott i go versus steven
7: i never did a pie radio trivia all
6: right we'll get to you in a moment i want to do shirley um and steve rematch um music wise and then chandler who would you like to battle how about father versus son
7: my dad yeah that would be cool
6: that would be cool maybe for father's day yeah does he have uh, zoom yeah, or I can, he can come up here for a day. All right. Well, we might need to work on that. That'd be pretty cool, actually. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Bryce Williams will join us. We got a lot of ECU football audio to give you. We'll get his thoughts on the spring. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors and more in Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you in a country minute.
5: to get the uh, welcome back to the show to get the business services that are right for your business today contact the team of experienced local bankers at first bank the team includes bankers you can trust like ashley capps lee watson bonner latham chris richards josh hooten and heath nesbitt first bank together with their customers they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive first bank located on arlington boulevard in greenville now let's head back in to prl here's
6: Alrighty, back with you here, hour three of Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt, Turtle Mane. Hey. Bryce Williams joining us. Had another encounter with the turtle on the roads in eastern North Carolina. Warming up. And uh Chandler, you uh got the video for us, put it in our group chat. This one uh this one was, was different. Yeah. Uh you were still being friendly with the turtle, but you did have the turtle at gunpoint. <laughs> So, what, what was the story on this one, Bryce? Well, I had, the, all I had, because we just came, got out of the woods from turkey hunting, and,
11: uh, all I, really, and I knew it was a snapping turtle, and uh, obviously I'm not going to try and pick him up, because that thing's are a little quicker than a box turtle.
6: For the uh, novices out there like myself, how do you recognize a a non-threatening turtle and a snapping turtle? What are the signs? <laughs>
11: uh, snapping turtles, they, well, one, if you see them on the road, they can pretty
6: much walk
11: fairly fast and like upright. That was a big fella
6: um, today, too. Or bigger than the ones uh, you Yeah, typically seen bigger. The
11: Snapdragons are huge. Okay. Um, that one had a tail on it, too. A tail, yeah, Snapdragons got a little longer tails. Um, you know, their necks, I think, you know get a little longer. And uh, if you look at them in the face, obviously their mouth looks like it just bites your finger off okay. compared to a little uh, Franklin the turtle, you know. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, he had to turn around so I could hurry him get him across but he was actually he may have not really needed my help but you never know on the road i mean he he doesn't know what's coming so he needs something to speed up his pace a little bit so
6: um just had to barrel my shotgun just
11: easy so you had to put him at gunpoint pretty much the gun
6: was more used as like a stick in this case a stick a guide whatever yeah yeah. um but you did and he turned around and did he look at you You he did
11: look at me um i said like hey hey now i got this do they so. want
6: confrontation or are they aggressive honestly
11: i think a snapper turtle wants confrontation right instead of just scurrying along in the ditch he came back around like yo what's up i don't need your help back off there's kind of that's the vibe i got from him so i said you know what i'm gonna give him a space um you know that eastern box turtle will just shit, clam up
6: we got some country folks in here and of course cj world traveler uh filipino pittsburgh havelock native may know it <laughs> as well There was an old wives tale I remember as a kid that had me terrified of snapping turtles that if they bit you, they would not release until it, like, thundered. Does anybody know what I'm talking about
11: here? For some reason, that badly sounds familiar.
6: Yeah, so I grew up thinking that, man, if I get bit by a turtle and we have nice weather for a week, like, I'm screwed. I'm going to lose my finger so uh, they,
11: those turn those big
7: ones uh, actually that one probably wouldn't have felt good it felt th- 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 good either th- that would probably be hard to sleep at night
6: too with a snapping turtle. yeah well, yeah i guess it would numb after a while and it would just become your pet i, I don't know. know what's on your finger uh, it's <laughs> a snapping turtle but then again what if they get hungry do they they still won't release until that thunder right. sound. claps i don't know i guess nowadays with youtube and stuff you could just get thunder up immediately on your phone. Thunder app. (laughs) Download the thunder app. Hey, while y'all are listening right now, download the thunder app in case you get bit by a snapping turtle. Or you can just Google, like, how do I get a snapping turtle off my finger? (laughs) Well, that's not as fun. Seven easy steps. Yeah. First of all, just pull it away. That would be step one. Yeah. Yeah. So have you been bitten by one? No. What's the... uh, We're kind of doing Pirate Radio Outdoors early here in the hour. What are the... um, I don't know, have you ever been bitten, scratched, clawed? Like, what is your... uh Have you had an encounter in the wild with another animal? Thankfully, not. Yeah. Most of the time if I do, it's dead.
11: Um, <laughs> You've if I'm that, won if every I'm, battle? If I'm that close to it. Um No, mainly like chickens. You know, I've been pecked by chickens.
6: Um How's that feel? Is not, it more annoying? Than... Yeah,
11: it's almost just kind of like a... Gives you a startles you, I guess, more so. That, um, I've been bit by a dog, yeah. Um, but fortunately, no, you know, wild animals. I mean, I've come come close, like, if I've ever trapped a coon and
6: stuff, they get a little feisty, but thankfully, there's a cage between me and it. Mm. Um, the other night, I walked outside on my deck and it was pitch black, and there were two sets of eyes Mm. that were like side by side probably about i'd say 50 60 feet away whatever yeah. and i tried i didn't, i don't know how his phone works i thought it might take a flash picture since it was dark yeah but it didn't then by the time <laughs> i i got my phone to flash like they had moved along mm-hmm. and further away might have been i was thinking like cat like stray cats maybe but I cats. how high was it low to the ground huh? yeah it was pretty oh. low Cats. But it coon. was freaky, but do cats hang out in bunches like that? I I feel you know, like I've cat... never really seen
11: well, never really seen cats out. Overnight.
6: Right, that's why I was thinking maybe it was something else. Maybe a coon or like we get possums awesome. every now and then. It might have yeah, been possums. Might have been a possum. Smo possums.
11: Smo possums. You need to keep a little spotlight by the back door.
6: Yeah, you right.
12: Then because we small.
6: got, man, there's a ton of activity. Yeah. There's a, a field but and then beyond that some trees. And man, those trees are rustling. Every night with some, sounds like some heavies going through there. Hey,
11: yeah, get you a good spotlight and just every now and then. Then you should be able to, you know, with those spotlights nowadays, I mean, shoot, you can take a picture of it and be clear.
7: At my house, especially during the summertime, you walk outside, you can hear coyotes like right Mm -hmm. behind, out in the cow.
6: Oh, yeah. I hear a lot of wailing and crying out there. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell if it's dogs or yotes or whatever's going on out there. Yeah. Anyway this is our pirate radio outdoors we'll have yeah. bryce's uh, coming up later on this hour bryce uh spring football has come and gone yep were you out there saturday i was i was uh out there on the sideline
11: i uh oh, okay saw glenn saw troy um i didn't know zeke and b were gonna be there so that was cool to hang out with them i hung out with them is zeke um, coaching now mm-hmm. he's the defensive coordinator at his high school now or something
7: in Gastonia? Uh, mm-hmm.
11: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, hung out with him. And then uh, B. Will is safety's coach now and something else. So, he's... Uh, he's, yeah, he's in high tri- school? No, he's at a... Yeah, he was here.
7: I
6: know. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. He worked as, like, a, uh, I guess, a grad assistant yeah. here. And he's uh, at
11: Hampton now.
6: Oh, nice. With uh, Coach Prunney. Yeah, that's guy. right. Yeah, I that think was here. he's on his at
11: least... Is he on his third season? He might be on his third season. Sounds about right. But, yeah, he said he's just going to keep trying to climb the ranks. And, obviously, when he gets the thing, I think take Zeke with him and, you know, that whole deal.
6: Zeke was great. He was the mouthpiece. He talked. He had a cool name. He had a lot going for him. And Brandon Williams was – I don't know if he was, like, highly recruited at all. He turned out to be – A great player here. Yeah. A little more understated than Zeke Bigger. Yeah. Didn't talk as much, you know?
11: Right. Yeah. I remember B Will. He he always made um, clutch plays and stops, you know, when I was was playing with him.
6: Let's, uh, Shirley, do we still have the audio from earlier this week? Want to hear from Donnie Kirkpatrick, who, by the way, will join us uh, in an extended interview coming up Thursday. We'll uh, talk to Donnie K on Pirate Radio Live. Here were his comments after the spring game.
2: They say uh, defense is ahead of the offense. Do you agree with that? I don't even know what that means. Uh, uh, you know, I think we had a great spring. Our number one offense had a tremendous spring. I didn't think we had a very good first half today for one reason or the other. We got off to a little bit of a slow start right there. Maybe we were just trying to build some, some, some suspense, you know, get that second half a little bit better. But I thought second half they did pretty good. But overall, the the, the first group has had a great spring. Now, our twos and threes got to come on a little bit offensively.
13: There's a couple of sacks early. Was that guys not knowing their assignments, or was it pre snap reads from the quarterbacks they didn't see? What were
2: your I think it's a couple of things. One, they were bringing a heavy blitz in there. I think uh, when Holton was in there, I think he was getting it ID'd correctly. Uh, we had a couple of bad snaps that were a little bit low. And, you know, you get zero blitz, you got to catch it, you got to get rid of it. And the snaps threw us off a little bit. So I think it was a combination of that. I, I, for the most part, uh, you know, I thought Holt was pretty good on that. Now, he didn't have a great day, I don't think, but I think he was getting the protections. Uh, Mason might have missed a few early, settled down second half, and he was pretty good at it.
13: Speaking of protections, Pop McCabe blocks really good, especially for college running backs. A lot of these guys get to the pro still don't know how to block, and he's blocking his butt off You know, he's
2: a big back. He's a tough back. We're trying to tell him you're a big back. Don't try to be a scat back. Big backs can help you in protection. He did a nice job of that today. And our defense challenges you because, like I said, they blitz almost every snap, so the backs are going to have to block a lot.
13: Jason in the second half seemed to really kind of find a rhythm and maybe like the guy you guys think he can be. Just talk about his, his Well, you
2: know, the sky's the limit with this kid. Now, this guy's got unbelievable ability. You could compare him to a lot of guys at the next level, and that, that day's coming. You know what I'm saying? I just hope we have a bunch of years with him as well as we get to see him develop like that. Uh, I just think the more he plays, the better he gets. Uh, we had a – pitch count on Holton he was going to get 20 plays today he might have got a few more just because of the end of the drive and then it was going to be his game and I thought once he settled down uh, he really started I mean there was a time in there when he was hitting them right everyone right in a row I mean he had in a row but it had to be eight nine ten in a row I think there yeah how much
3: does having Holton in that room with Mason help Mason in his development
2: well, I think anything Holton Nailers is involved in you're going to be better. Uh, he's a tremendous teammate. He takes an interest in the whole team. He's helped Mason. He's been a great role model in that, you know, when guys come out of high school, they've never really had to study. They've never had to get in there and look at film, you know, and really analyze stuff. Uh, they've just been the best players and and Holton's over here all the time watching film, making suggestions. You know, Holton brought me his call list and said, "Here's the plays I want to run." None of the other quarterbacks did that. He know i encourage that but then they look and they go oh okay i, I need to do that and, and and that will come so he's been a great role model for, for mason as well as all of them Donnie, how does the math work on mason between red shirt years covid years and what he's got left how many years does he have left now well i'm not sure i'm good enough at math uh, to, to add all that up but we think he has four years we think he has four years to play so counting this think- season yeah yeah so uh um uh, I hope he's here those, all those. I hope we can keep him here that long. Because I tell you what, once you see him play, I'm afraid they're going to all want him. They asked him to work out for pro day, and we said no. <laughs> we didn't want him to see
13: wide receiver wise, several guys made some plays today. Just, is, is anybody really coming along in that position you can count on?
2: You know, that's been the challenge all spring because we lost our top three receivers and then Ryan Jones, if you, you counted him in there, he hasn't done much the last couple of weeks and we were very careful with him today. Didn't, didn't play him very much. Uh, so I, I thought we were a little shaky early at wide out. I thought they settled down. It looked like Kerry King and a couple of the guys started to make some plays in the second half. We, we need that to come on. Uh, the wide receiver room will get much better here in about a month you know we got some guys coming in that we're really counting on all
6: right there is donnie Kirkpatrick, a lot of uh hold Ailers. mason garcia talking there oh, as man. well bryson uh we, we asked Holden on monday how how far along mason has come since stepping onto campus here and he, he says it's leaps and bounds difference and you were able to see him i guess a little bit on saturday you know Uh, is the future bright for the pirates at the quarterback position Uh,
11: i would say so obviously you know the first thing you see when you see mason is just a quarterback of good stature you know he's what is he six at least six four six five maybe yeah Yeah, he's tall you know holding what probably 240 um you know it looks like a good 240 so i mean obviously this a good size uh quarterback's always nice to have and yes i saw make some good throws um, you know, look good, you know, on his feet. And when you get pressured um, by the defensive scrambling and, you know, finding an open receiver. So um, I think, I think no one has got four years left. My goodness. That's uh, crazy to think about. Which I'm kind of jealous. He gets to be in Greenville for six years. <laughs>
6: Tagum. But, uh, that's well, that gum. But that's. I thought about a question there, Bryce, for you. So let's, if the COVID year was a thing and you were allowed to come back to East Carolina for another year. Whew. Now you got to think about it. This is also the off that Ruffin McNeil was fired. You would right. have had a new head coach coming in. Yeah, you would have had even more to think about. But would you have made the jump to try to make it in the pros, or would you have stuck around <sighs> one more year?
11: If I would have had my coaching staff, I would have stayed. Right. But, I yeah, mean, that makes sense. And, and you had the quarterback situation, after, the quarterback right, situation, everything. Year. So, uh, well, I guess yeah, that makes have, sense. Yeah, I could have possibly had to play with. Um,
6: Philip Nelson Gardner
11: Minshew and Minshew and and Phil I I know I never got to play with Phil Um, so there's some pros and cons to that definitely that would have been that would have been a hard decision maybe thinking all I could say oh man one more year knowing what I know now or you know how i feel out there playing and who knows um, uh,
6: coach Mo was a great talker and, and very excitable guy got people yeah. he could have came in here and got you fired up to play for I him. Know. it yeah <laughs> it's it's nice to think
11: about being in greenville again with one more football season um but
6: obviously you know i don't think i could go back no one but i do now right so. correct uh and and Mason we we're talking about him he's always had the size and the arm. it's i guess between the years right when you come in as a quarterback and everything is so easy for you in high school and then you get mm-hmm. to this level and the plays the defenses you're seeing Still, all oh, that yeah. that's that's where he's uh come along it sounds like for
11: sure um <laughs> you know for me, I always like try to you know watch film and analyze it but <sighs> I don't know. For me, I was never a great film study guy. I guess mm-hmm. I just, you know, I studied my playbooks. I knew the basics and stuff. Um, you know, as a tight end. What, you know, who to block in this technique or where. And things like that I could break down. So you know what you're um, doing. The quarterback has to know what all 11 guys are doing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> They're, well, yeah, what what the receivers are, what their reads are. Um, you know, if this guy blitzes, he's got to know that's a hot. Yeah. Um, and you got, I mean, you got to call the front, you know, know who's the mic. I mean, it, the quarterback is definitely – I mean, it's plain as day why they get paid the big bucks in the NFL because <laughs> um, it's a totally different thing, you know, from my perspective from what they have to know versus what, you know, what I have to know or things. I mean, obviously it's great to know everything, but quarterback. So knowing Mason Garcia is improving, you know, in the – Study part of the film, yeah, uh, or study part of the game is good because that definitely makes you a better player. You know, obviously with you know different um, you know keys, if they're shifting one way, who's that guy's coming or how the defense is going to roll and stuff. So that'll make him a better player for sure as he's got, I guess, four years left,
6: and he's going through something that NFL QBs go through when they get drafted. It's like. Who's that veteran guy that is? his job is to play right now but also teach the young guy to take his spot? You know what I'm saying? And he's got that in college with Holt Naylor. It stinks for Mason because I'm sure he wants to play. Mm -hmm. But, man, he's got a great guide ahead of him in Holt Naylor's. Let's hear one more from the offensive side, Shirley. Pirate running back Rajay Harris talking after Saturday.
13: It was a little slow start, I guess, by the offense. So what kind of turned around for you guys coming kind
14: the of way through? All we needed was a big play. You know, we just sat in there, you know, big play going to come. Tie?
13: High? Tie? Oh. Was
14: uh. it wasn't a tie? See, man, I think offense won, but, you know, they probably going to try to give it to the defense, you know. Beanie weenies, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with beanie weenies, though. I grew up eating a little beanie weenies. <laughs>
13: brought you that ring
10: ceremony you know, opening the rings there how special is that for you
14: that's my first ring ever so you know it's always you know special for your first ring ever I ain't never won in high school you know first one in college man it's just special special real special all
9: spring coaches spoken about the running backs and the chemistry on the offensive line
14: do you see that today yes I did you know we improved in the offensive line you know they just been preaching aggressive you know and they just been aggressive all spring and the hole's been there and we just taking what's there what do you think of Mason's performance today? Man, mason been balling all spring. he got he got a chip on his shoulder. He's just been balling, man. I guess y'all can see it out there.
13: How far has Pop come as well underneath you and Keaton kind of learning the ropes and everything? Uh,
14: this whole spring, Pop just been going, man. We're trying to get his conditioning up, man. He's been just balling, man, doing what he got to do. And everybody knows Pop McKay, big boy. He can run a ball now.
3: As good as Mason has been and as much confidence as you guys are starting to get in, mm-hmm. how, how much does it help and what does it mean this program to have Holton back another year?
14: Man, Holton is a great leader. You know, we got the chemistry together with Holton. We're just trying to get the chemistry there with, you know, Mason. You know, once everybody buy in to that to that one quarterback, we're just going to be great. Take off.
13: How different has it been this spring? Maybe you and Keaton getting, uh, you know, your workload watched a little bit. Mm-hmm. It almost treated you like a veteran at times. Has that been different?
14: It <laughs> um, was a little different. You know, some days we'll, we'll take the load a lot, you know, for the young guys just teach them the ropes. But, uh, you know, we always just trying to teach the young guys the ropes, man, every day, trying to teach them what to do, the steps, you know, everything, just patience. And we tell them every day just hard work going to pay off
13: coach that he feels like you're having maybe your best spring here. You're almost back to the, the old Rajay Harris. Do you agree with that? How, how would you kind of put that?
14: It's the new Rajay. New Rajay Harris. <laughs>
13: What's kind of led to that, that growth
14: for you? Motivation. Motivation. What's the difference between the old Rajay and the new Rajay? <laughs> I don't know the difference. To be honest, you know, I just, you know, this is just working on my body. I'm about 213 right now. So I'm just working on my body, working on my hips, get the speed back, take off.
6: A lot of one percent,
14: huh? A lot of one every day. Every day I wake
6: up. <laughs> Rajay Harris there. was uh, great to get to know him during our players' lounge during the football season. Two years ago, he's in high school, right? And now, two years playing with East Carolina, he has looked at as a leader on this team So, and has uh, taken over the ownership of that and is, uh, is trying to get even better than we've seen. And he's been really productive his first two years.
7: A, a name that we've heard in both of those uh, interviews with Donnie, and Rajay, was Pop McKay. I saw a picture of the running back group, and I had to do a double take, because Pop McKay is a big dude, and I remember last year, I believe it was the South Florida game on that Thursday night, he got some action in there. We didn't realize how big Pop McKay was. We kind of thought he was a smaller scat back. This dude is huge, and I think that coming up this year, don't be surprised on third and short situations, goal line situations, Pop McKay might be that running back to put in there and get the job done, because this guy, I mean, like said uh is just a freak of nature when it comes
6: to his size and uh he's towering over ec running backs coach uh chris foster in one of the pictures but uh and he came in with some fanfare the the problem for him personally is keaton mitchell had a career year and rajay's rajay and they stayed healthy and you know you need three or four or five running backs right bryce but last year ecu only needed two because those yeah. guys were able to be so durable and stay healthy it's nice to know that there is another guy in line behind mitchell and harris oh
11: yeah you got three guys who can perform um well we know what keaton and rajay can do so pop mckay with the hype he's got going on you know, knowing you can go uh, three deep in the running back
6: um you know lineup is obviously good stuff all right let's take a break shirley let's go and open up the booty bag make somebody a winner
5: Booty 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 booty
6: everywhere. Booty 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 booty, booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250. Shirley, what are we giving away today?
5: Uh why don't we give away lunch for two at Tiebreakers?
6: Man, that sounds good. That's a good one. Wings, burgers. When they're more uh, wings, more burgers. When they're Sunday with our good buddy Mike Mullis. Well, my former friend Mike Mullis. Uh, Great place to watch a sporting event. Great place to enjoy some food. What call are you looking for there, Shirley? Caller 8. All right. Caller 8, 317-1250. We'll be back when we return. More football talk. Also, Bryce, I'll tell you why you need... I know you guys didn't play together, but you're part of the Pirate family. You need to get in touch with Linville Joseph Mm. and ask when you can take a trip out to Minnesota because he's got something that uh, you'd be really interested in. And uh, we'll talk about that, go Pirate Radio Outdoors, and more after this.
1: listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical occupational speech and massage therapy all in a state-of-the-art facility on arlington boulevard in greenville visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information and congratulations to harvey odom of winterville picked up lunch for two at tiebreakers tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches appetizers cold beer and more follow tiebreakers on facebook and instagram for daily updates Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock.
6: All righty, back with you. Trying to fill in Bryce on all the drama that took place with Mike Mullis yesterday on the show. Oh boy. There's a lot to unfold. Bryce, uh, you you really don't, uh, you're not a drama llama, it seems. I don't think so. Yeah, kind of laid back, go with the flow pretty much but uh i tell you what bryce will never be in a pool with me because i'd be scared i'd screw that up and he'd be <laughs> upset with me i can't lose mully and bryce <laughs> <laughs> i got enough losses for uh, one uh, week hey the the brackets probably
11: is about as much i'll go into sports hey
6: look you still hate chandler yeah. for what he said to you about your bracket right yeah
11: which well, i
7: was then. not the only one <laughs> I tell you he what. singled
6: you
11: out <laughs> but
7: chandler
6: looked into my
11: eyes and said it so that just made it worse
7: <laughs> I, I, you're gonna finish last apparently I have the cojones around here because I did I pulled the shrimp shrimply delicious on yeah. Mike Mullins, Chandler's got and
6: yeah.
7: I was the one that looked you in the eyes and said uh, your yeah. bracket is hideous yeah. shrimply
6: delicious <laughs> there's Mullins. we need to get Bryce on a commercial you look a little salty we, have we had you on a commercial uh, need to get Bryce on oh a yeah. commercial uh, yeah I think we did last year and I can't recall what it was I'm but we need sure. to get you on another one um all right bryce uh you need to get up with linville joseph who you did not cross paths with him at east carolina It was before your time uh former viking former charger i just looked it up i believe is he still a free agent as far as we know yes
5: he's not been signed by anybody yet
6: all right hey washington get off your ass and sign linville joseph Uh run stopper and let's win some games um he enjoyed his time in minnesota so much he uh Quote, I fell in love with how beautiful and peaceful it is out here. So he built a lakeside retreat. It looks almost like a, uh, <laughs> oh. I, I don't know, it's it's this giant structure. It doesn't look like a house. It looks like an office building almost yeah. with like 12 different buildings. But it's got a nice pool and all that. But Bryce, uh, what you would enjoy right behind it, a big giant lake. Yeah, It is the land of 10,000, 1,000, 10, 10, what do they 10, call it, lakes? Land
11: of 1,000.
5: Ten thousand, ten thousand, ten thousand. it's a land of a thousand lakes one thousand
6: it's a lot of lakes uh but a great place <laughs> yeah. to go fishing i see a lot of wooded areas that there are probably some critters back there and uh you need to talk to linville see if you can hang out with them one I, weekend. i've
11: never been to minnesota
6: yeah probably uh wonder i wonder what you catch your, in those lakes
11: uh what is it walleye muskie i think some lake trout okay Perch, you can find something, something that's for sure. That would be, uh, I could hang out there, mainly during the warmer weather, because I don't know what the warm weather season. How long? Doesn't it snow up there quite often? So it's really uh, short. Yeah, but hey,
6: yeah, that's uh, but that's cool stuff. He's uh, more of a Minnesota guy than a LA guy. Has spent uh, his years with the Chargers here of recent, but we'll see where he lands. I think he's got another one-year uh deal in him, perhaps but he's been in it a long time he was here yeah. as part of those great 08 uh 09 defenses wow. that went to the liberty bowl and uh, of course we saw zay jones get a nice deal mm-hmm. uh this offseason your, your boy uh hardy's heading up to play in the canadian football league yeah. and by the way bryce uh football this weekend usfl oh wow that, i did see that if you're out if you're at home you're gonna flip it on there if i'm in the house i will i don't know if I'll i be might in shoot the house. a reminder probably won't
11: be in the
7: house well, yeah, yeah probably not probably not but uh
11: i think uh, who's playing is it the stallions <laughs> Sure. Sounds. i good have to a me. question while
7: he looks it up how like on average how many hours do you spend in your house on a saturday <laughs> <laughs> uh mm, it mm, very seldom <laughs> right when i'm sleeping
6: that's about that's it that's
11: about, about it, it right I mean, if it's yeah it's not much because you're either out on the water you're in the woods, woods or yeah. golfing or something i don't Anna's like would you come inside i'm ready to eat and i'm like it's six o'clock and the lights out I'll she's do- like
7: your mom
6: i know it's like to the time to come in that, time I'm for like, dinner anna five more minutes <laughs> 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 it's still light outside i, I know i'm in. serious
11: i'll take it to i'll take i said i'm gonna either even, even i'll even just sit outside <laughs> like with Han- supper's say, ready you know it's like i gotta use every moment of it
6: i like it that's a great way to uh, to live there bryce uh you are indeed correct the stallions and the generals Armanham. yeah i
11: know uh scooby wright with the birmingham stallion so he's a buddy of mine uh, arizona
8: with, or did, did i make that yeah, up
11: yeah no he played he played at arizona and
6: he played at arizona cardinals okay yeah i was talking arizona wildcats Is what yep. i was say yeah Hey, yeah, I think hey, so. He yeah. There. yeah, I recognize it's hard to not recognize the name Scooby Scooby, right? Yeah. yeah, he's a cool, dude. Um, Birmingham Stallions coached by Skip Holtz. I know
11: that would actually be pretty cool.
6: Uh, taking on the Generals coming up Saturday night, and then it's uh, we'll uh, follow the Michigan Panthers. They have Warren Sabah on their roster, former Pirate. They play Houston, hmm. Philadelphia takes on the Breakers, uh, Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh, also the Generals have uh former pirate garrett mcginn
11: that's right oh man they're gonna be going against each other there you go
6: and clip there's some lines out on those games so we (laughs) might
7: might, might have to take a look at those
6: yeah i think they just made every home favorite uh two and a half points basically so uh we'll talk about it friday when tony dunn joins us we'll pick some teams that we like some players to watch and all that and uh try to follow the usfl and see if i don't know it can entertain us and uh see if it's a good brand of football all right, um, Shirley. Let's hear. Uh, let's hear from the defensive side of the ball from Saturday's spring game. Blake Harrell met with the media after the tie, which the defense might have won on the last play. But anyway, here's Blake Harrell.
11: Hi, right, coach. Did you guys win this thing or not?
12: Well, <laughs> I think you know the big thing is we come out and, and guys go compete and they have a good time and enjoy each other, and enjoy going out and playing. And uh, if you get out of here and nobody gets hurt and you get better throughout the spring, you count that as a win. So. How much but
7: do you progress? get steak?
1: Good.
7: I'm sorry, do you get steak or do you get beanie weenies? What do you
12: get? <laughs> well, it, I guess a tie is like kissing your sister, but uh, hopefully coaches get steak at least. <laughs> <laughs>
13: Coach, you guys pretty good all spring defensively just how would you kind of assess uh, the growth you guys have made
12: you know i think each and every day you kind of look at it individually as 15 different days and 15 different practices and say so how much better can we get that particular day than the day before what we're we going to focus on not as just a group or as a defense or as a program but individually and you've seen some guys kind of take those next steps we still we got a long ways to go to september and we got a lot of room we got to make up between now and then
6: Coach, we talked to we talked to the guys all, all spring
3: about how filling in a lot of the big big holes that got made, but it yeah. appears that you you've done that a little bit.
12: Yeah, I just, I just saw twenty one and five over there on the sidelines with Kwame Millen and Bruce Bivens, and uh, you know you gonna you miss those guys, but you got guys kind of stepping up and moving that way that you kind of you feel like hey maybe we'll, to uh, fill their gap, and I think it's not just one guy or. or one position but it's everybody's got to take up that production we talked you know defensively about we had five guys six guys leave defensively uh there was a lot of production a lot of tackles for loss interceptions all those type of things not one guy can make all that production up but it's got to be a group of guys and, and collectively as a defense we got to do that
10: all this team speed you guys have on defense how does that you know let you play you know more aggressively maybe or? yeah
12: yeah so you know we talk about playing fast and sometimes you know we may not go out and run a fast 40 but if we know what we're doing and we have confidence in what we're doing we play with a little swagger uh, we're going to appear like hey we're flying around playing fast and, and that obviously gives the offense problems so that's what we preach and that's what our guys buy into and they've done a really good job of that Tyson.
13: What corners have stepped up this spring?
12: You know, I think Demel Hickman had an awesome spring. He, he really did. He was a guy that, you know, was maybe third or fourth on the depth chart last year and, and got limited snaps, but he's done a really, really nice job of just coming every day and competing with a chip on his shoulder and done a really nice job out wide. So excited about him and, and moving forward.
6: All right, there is Blake Harrell, and uh, he's got folks around Greenville talking good things about defense, which we uh, could not do for uh, a period of time there, but... They have really uh, stepped up on that side of the ball. It sounds like everybody ate steak and nobody ate beanie weenies. Bryce, the other I night, I guess if, if it's you're a curious. tie, yeah. yeah,
11: I would say yeah, that's right, fair. Old uh,
6: cool. South Carolina country boy Rajay had no. Ill will towards Beanie Winnie's. He was ready to go.
7: You know, each year, you know, uh, one side wins usually. And then, you know, you have your people out there that are like, oh, well, the defense is going to be bad or or, the offense is going to be bad or whatever. What's the problem there? It's an even tie. So, uh, I mean, both Mm -hmm. sides are looking pretty good.
6: Chandler, uh, by the way, earlier today, Clayton Kershaw Bryce had a perfect game through seven innings, but due to. Him being worn down last year and not wanting to wear him out, they did not send him out for the eighth and ninth, mm. and they ended up losing the perfect game. They won the game, but uh, they took him out. Chandler, did you see the post game in the locker room uh, where they're talking to Clayton Kershaw? It was a pretty interesting interview with the uh, mm-hmm. with the team there that they had. Uh, I have that? a stat to oh, consider. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me, I think this, <laughs> I think this is an old uh, picture, actually. Because this guy said, Googled Clayton Kershaw post game. It's a picture of Clayton, a few media members. And then in the background, ass. there is a man in his locker with a uh, bare ass, Shirley Rose. Take oh. a good look at it. Stare at it. Look at it, Shirley.
7: Look <laughs> well, I was going
5: to give you a stat to consider, but geez. Well, there's hey, no, there's I an ass. To there's to an
6: consider. ass. You beat me to it. <laughs> All right, what's
2: your stat?
5: One other pitcher was pulled after having a perfect game seven-plus innings in 2016.
6: Okay. Give me a team.
5: I don't remember the team. Uh. But there is a connection because the same guy that pulled Clayton Kershaw was the same guy that pulled that guy. And in okay. MLB history, there have only been two pitchers okay. that wow. have been pulled from were, a perfect game after pitching seven-plus so, innings. So where's Roberts Dave, been before? Dave Roberts was the one that did it.
6: Well, he was with the – dodgers then right in 16 yeah well you'll oh, no, have to that go was back madden at... right let's see let's see let's see right. hold on jeff let's see do you but you know the name shirley or you let me, don't let
10: know... me you don't know the name
5: <laughs> i was i just glanced at it and i did not see hold on let me see if i can find it
6: uh dave roberts was with la in 2016 so who else was it, would have thrown a Was it Zach
4: uh,
5: Grinky?
6: Greenky. Could have been. Grinky. Zach Grinky. Could have been. <laughs> Zach Grinky. We'll see if Shirley can find it for us.
5: I'll find it for you. Give me All just right. a second here.
6: Uh I tell you what, while you do, let's hear from uh pirate linebacker Jared. Rich Wilson. Hill. Ah, the soft throwing lefty who Since, is still pitching today.
5: Uh this mm-hmm. was tweeted out by Stats by Stats.
6: Stats by Stats. Stats by Stats. Ooh, Ooh baby. baby.
5: Since since nineteen, uh, we're done. Yeah, Since 1901, <laughs> two pitchers have been pulled from a game after throwing seven-plus perfect innings. Rich Hill, September 10th, 2016, and Clayton Kershaw today. Mm. And Dave Roberts was the manager both times.
6: Wow. Dave wow. Roberts don't want your perfect game? He's sour about something.
5: <laughs>
6: He's uh, trying to save his arms, I guess. Uh, Shirley, can we hear from Jira? East Carolina
4: yes. linebacker. Who, who won out there today? Who won? Yeah. I'm going to say the defense won because, you know, I'm biased. So <laughs> I say the defense won. And he added time to the clock. Nobody noticed that. So defense won. <laughs>
10: Take us through uh, that interception
4: you made today, man. Um, if I recall correctly, I, it was third and long. And they was in a bunch set. And we talked about it when they get in that bunch <laughs> set. Uh, someone's coming deep over the middle. So I just sat in the middle, read the quarterback's eyes, and he threw it right to me.
13: Cardball, right? So <laughs> it sam and safety this spring so is that different for you playing
4: two different positions kind of learning safety a little bit um i would say it, it wasn't as hard because i know sam by the back of my hand because i've been playing it for two years and i we're all in the same meter room so i i knew a little bit of what the buck had to do it was just more of getting reps and stuff so and i, I naturally play. i played safety in high school growing up so it was kind of a natural transition for me so it was a little difficult at first but once i learned once i stopped thinking and like kind of knew the defense at that position it was good i was good
13: <laughs> yes, Jacksonville the opening of the rings how, how special was that for you
4: it uh, was a great moment for us um i wish we could have we all wish we could have played the game, obviously but um as coach Houston said he felt like it was something we deserved and it was something we've been uh we worked all last season for and uh we've been anticipating all spring uh being able to open the ring so it was just a great moment i'm happy uh, all the guys got to do that and uh, got to be a part of that
13: you've been here the whole Mike Houston era. How do you compare and contrast, you know, day one in in this defense versus where you guys are now, just from a comfortability standpoint?
4: Um, Well, the first year, well, Coach Harold didn't come until uh, Coach Houston's second year, but from day one, I would say just we're all playing a lot faster now, uh, flying around because we're uh, a lot more comfortable with the defense. Um, This defense is a little more uh, complicated than past defenses we've had here, so it took a lot to learn. The first year was kind of just trying to see, uh, like what what our strengths were as a defense and then also um, Coach Harrell uh, coming along after the first year uh, he made a big leap the second year I feel like in just uh, play calling and putting us in the right position, scout report, everything. So a lot goes to Coach Harrell just getting us mentally prepared we just uh, go out and play.
6: Alright, Jairo Wilson I uh, really like hearing from that young man Chandler you've been a Jaira Wilson guy from big, day one big Gyro Wilson fan uh, started a couple years ago in that
7: COVID year just a big physical defensive player there he kind of plays just about everywhere
6: and hey, there's a lot of guys you can like say alright he's a linebacker he's a defensive end Jaira Wilson's kind of a football player like, you just kind of put him out there
7: yeah and he's all he's all over the field he's changed his number to number five um uh, so that there also, I forgot. Malik Filming has also changed his number to number one. But yeah, I'm very excited about Jair Wilson. Didn't rave about him as much last year as I did that first year he was here. But I feel like I'm going to be raving about Jair Wilson a lot this upcoming year for ECU.
6: Slim eighty. Did you choose eighty, or did eighty choose you? How'd you end up with eighty?
11: Um, I think eighty chose me. I'm pretty sure eighty chose me. So,
6: but then by you- the time the end of your career, you. You were you.
11: That was <laughs> that eighty was yours. That
6: eighty was mine. Were you ever a Jeremy Shockey guy?
11: Uh, I was, yeah. Jeremy Shockey. Ever watching his uh, highlights in Miami? And um, yeah, I remember. I remember Jeremy watching him. He was. I was cool just thinking dude. of
7: white number eighty cuttings. <laughs> yeah, who, yeah. Who had? Because he had. A, he went through a phase with some long. He hair had some hair. Uh,
11: um. Yeah. Eighty. Not, no. That's a, my favorite number.
6: I feel like I would have liked him, but he played for the Giants. Were so you I ever, pretty much hated yeah. him his whole career?
7: Were you ever given the opportunity to
6: opportunity R-P-N-D. to uh, change your number? That's kind of where I was going. Like,
7: In college. Yeah. Um. No, I was actually <clears throat> never given the opportunity. How weird is it for you to see a tight end with a single digit number? Because um, Ryan Jones has changed his number from. Yeah. Uh. What was he last year? Thirteen to four. Hmm. What's your thoughts on that? That is a little odd.
11: Um, I mean, I like seeing the traditional, you know, in the 80s, um, you know, the tight end number. But, you know, the single digits kind of, I don't know, they do, I feel like they make you a little more, make you even look more athletic. So They're they're slimming.
6: Now, you were trying to put weight on, so you had big, round numbers. Big numbers, yeah. (laughs)
7: Now, we did have, we had a really good tight end here at East Carolina that wore the number three, Devon Drew. So Big Devon Drew fan.
6: Wow. New Chandler, you went into like interviewer mode there. Even your stance. He's, <laughs> He's got an elbow on the table, leaned in, and you were like just pounding questions, yeah, man. That was oh, yeah, that's great. That was good. It was, it was, good. A, it was a rush. It just because natural. <laughs> More of that moving natural. forward. Yeah, that was good stuff. That I was just kind of sat back yeah. and relaxed. Yeah. And oh, listen to this good. one-on-one conversation. Hey, hit, hit you me with them. You got anything else? No, I'm good. All right. Okay. Good stuff. Gas ran out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we return, Pirate Radio Outdoors, uh, before Bryce had a turtle encounter, you said you were looking at turkeys? I've been in the woods. Been in the woods. All right. We'll find out what's been, been going on. Pirate Radio Outdoors. We'll go into the woods after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Uh, Taking a look at your stock market report, the Dow was up 344 points. It closed at 34,564. NASDAQ was up 272 points at 13,643, and the S&P was ahead 49 points. Closed out the day at 4446 That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville, Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. And, Clip, as we head back into the show, we were discussing about the other pitcher that was pulled after pitching seven-plus perfect game innings. Did we mention what team that Dave Roberts was managing at the time?
6: Well, in 16, he was with the Dodgers. Well, according to my calculations.
5: Well, according to the tweet we just saw, it was showing that he was with the Miami Marlins. Was Rich? What? Yeah, that's what this is I was just looking at it. Hold on.
6: Are they talking about a pitching coach or something? Or I don't think they're talking about Dave Roberts.
5: ESPN stats and info. Rich <laughs> Hill was also removed by Dave Roberts. Oh, excuse me, against the Marlins in 2016. Okay. I'm sorry. There you go. Okay, so that's where the, I messed up. Sorry. Deal it was was against uh, the marlins in 2016 but he also did that
6: there we go all right also
5: ecu baseball's game for saturday at ucf has been the game time has been changed it will now be at 2 p.m
6: all right adjust your calendar accordingly bryce we uh have run out of time let's do a quick
11: speed round
6: of pirate radio outdoors
11: dang well we've been in turkey woods looking for them trying to make some turkey tears turkey tears
6: um Brandon Manning did a great turkey call last week, by the way. I don't think we had I forgot to save that. We'll play it for you next week. Mm, I'd anyway, like to good. Hear it. All right.
11: Um yes, yeah, Saturday was open today. We got a big Tom and saw a big Tom in the woods, but we were on like sounded like a little peninsula. There's a creek and then another plot of land. Well he just couldn't he didn't want to get across swim across the creek to uh, to us. So we, you know, went back out there this morning and sat up a little farther back to see if we could just get a shot across the creek. Um, and wouldn't you know it, we had four stud toms coming around us. But they're like, and like three Jake's, and then like, I don't know, five hands. It was a mess out there. and But they're just, just quite out of distance and trying to figure them out. Um, so we regrouped. We've got across the creek to set up on that side. And the plan, hopefully, tomorrow morning is to, we got potential to double up. All right. All I'm saying.
6: So big numbers.
11: We're making moves. We're in the woods, and uh, I'm anxious.
6: Well, we do have a minute, so uh, give us the difference between a Tom, Jake, and Hen. Hen is a female turkey. I got that one. A Jake
11: is a just immature young turkey. Enough um, you know, so you can tell that by their beard length. Most it okay. gives the, you know it will give that away their spurs. Um, so pretty much like a next year's buck kind of thing. All right and then a tom obviously is they ready to go
6: mature turkey tom jake hen those are the okay <clears throat> so do you shoot a big female no you can't shoot a thing
11: someone may correct me i think there's you can shoot hens maybe in the.
6: okay law, you're
11: only going but I do males. not hold i'm just shooting i cannot sometimes I partially remember that but no you shoot um you go for the males you can't shoot hens, i know for a fact
6: in the spring good deal bryce thanks for joining us bud Thank y'all for having me. Well, uh, see you next week. Chandler, great job on the interview. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> come up with some more questions for Bryce like next week. I appreciate it. it.
7: That was a great I, segment. Look, I always enjoy having Bryce on because I feel like I, I don't relate to you because I don't do as much hunting <laughs> as you, but I'm interested in it. And hey, uh, We're all so.
6: country boys, just kind of a different level of country. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So. CJ, good luck tonight. Look forward to your questions. Yes, sir. Trivia. Can't wait. Shirley, we'll see you uh, Thursday, 3 o'clock, on an all new big show coming up. Donnie Kirkpatrick well. and Akeem Richmond joining us on Thursday at 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. Also, Brett from Sub Dogs, uh, Brandon Manning
1: as well. We'll talk to you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of The Voice of the Pirate Nation.